I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Thin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to ThinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Go away on vacation. It's like spring break, and wherever you go, your destination, the weather sucks. You get there, you want sunny and 80 degrees, you want to go to the beach, all that good stuff, and you get there the first morning, and it's cloudy, and you're like, oh, no, no, what kind of vacation is this going to be? Well, just when you thought it couldn't get worse, there is the Ukraine, and uh, there is a devastating piece of news out of Ukraine today about an innocent, award-winning journalist that was actually killed over the last couple of days. But but there is so much to get to today. News, politics, a ton of sports. Nets and Knicks yesterday. Tom Brady never retired. I'm not sure why we're celebrating his unretirement. He never retired. Uh, you've got all that and more. But the biggest news of all on this Monday morning at 6.05 a.m. on this, the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City is that the man himself, the great Bernard McGurk, fresh off round number three, once again, tough son of a bitch, courageous and tough as they come, is back here on this Monday morning. Oh, baby. Ready to resume his role as the great co-host that he is. Here he is, the great Bernard McGurk. Good morning, Bernie. <laughs> Sidney Arthur Rosenberg. How the hell are you, my lad? I'm good, good brother. Good, good to be back, I can tell you that. Great to have Got you back. Got this uh, crap uh, out of the way. And uh, my voice doesn't quite sound like the uh, usual post-chemo, you know, uh, Peter Pan, Rita Cosby, high-pitched uh, voice uh, right now, does it? No. You actually sound uh, no. like your regular self, like you would have sounded sort three of, months ago. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. But remember, the first, after the first chemo, I sounded like that. Yes, it did. Yes. But don't make no mistake about it. I'll still rip your throat out and shove it up your mother's. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Just, I'm, I'm just playing with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just playing. But it's all good, man. Living the dream. And, uh, yeah, good to be back. Uh, back with you guys. Miss you guys. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, all that stuff is going out. All, you talk, talk about the war in Ukraine. It's so funny. Uh, our priorities, the war in Ukraine and inflation were, were, were trending with the big news stories. And uh, just like that, the snap of a finger, replacing those two really important stories right there was uh, Tom Brady and uh, Pete Davidson calling Kanye West a bitch boy. Yeah, those are the those, those are the big those stories. are now the big trending stories. Yeah, Davidson uh, sticking up for his uh, beloved Kim Kardashian, and again, 
And I, and I talked about this last night with Mark Malusis and his buddy on WPIX Channel 11 late last night on the Sunday Night Sports Report at about 11.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Tom Brady never retired. You know, he made one statement about a month ago. There was no official retirement. And so he didn't really unretire. He just decided after kind of looking at it from both ways, I'm going to keep playing my 23rd season. So the idea that Tom Brady has unretired is just factually untrue. You know what we call that? Fake news. Fake freaking news, bro. <laughs> Fake news. You know, Tom Brady, well, let's say he had hypothetically did retire. You have to speculate. He must have had one hell of a fight with uh, – that, uh, that that model wife of his over Giselle. the kids or something like that. He's like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> right. I say, Take them where? What? Right. No, i got to go play football. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the Buccaneers. That's it. But it's he's got to be careful, though, because I made this comparison last night on Channel 11. You don't want to be the next Brett Favre. I mean, Favre, the great quarterback, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time, Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings. There, by the way, is the picture. Nice job by Eric Salas. If you're watching me and Bernie live on television, right now at WABCRadio.tv, WABCRadio.tv. That's me in my living room doing the Zoom with Melusis and his buddy Joe for PIX. But you don't want to be the next Brett Favre. And they also included Bernard, which really made Mark Melusis happy in that statement. You don't want to be the next Brett Favre and or Mike Francesa, who also retired, <laughs> came back, ended up screwing all those kids, you know, Chris Carlin, Bart Scott. You don't want to be Favre right. and uh, Francesca if you're Tom Brady. Just play till you're done and then call it quits. I don't think that's the case, my uh, my very amateur opinion. I mean, he's still at the top of his game, don't you think? A hundred percent. Exactly what I said last night. That team made the playoffs this year. They nearly staged one of the biggest comebacks in playoff history. For about 12 of the 17 weeks, Bernard, Tom Brady was at the very top of the list as most people's MVP. So when you're playing that well and still winning football games and still making the playoffs, there's no reason. Now, they go 6-11. and 11. He has a 52% completion percentage. That's one thing. But the way Tom Brady played last year, that guy's got two or three years left. Easy. LFG, baby. LFG. That's what he tweeted. LFG. I had to look it up. I'm like, what is LFG? Let's blank and go, Let's yo. Blank and go, yes. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady. So, uh, well, I'm glad he's back, actually. Uh, you know, it's exciting when he plays. So, you know, for the NFL and uh, for the fans, I think it's a good thing. But uh, otherwise, listen, we lost an hour's sleep, Sydney. Are you uh, de- depressed over that? Or are you more happy that we're going to have an, an hour later of light in the evening. I think it's the latter for you. Uh, much, much more the latter. Last night it was cloudy, snowy, not a very nice day here in New York, but it's seven eighteen p.m. last night. I went downstairs to do some shopping. It was still light out, and I can't sleep anyway lately. i got to tell you, uh, Gene picks me up at 4.30 in the morning. I usually come down about 4.40, 4.45. The last two days I beat Gene downstairs. I've been up at about 3.15, 3.20. I just can't sleep. I don't know what's going on, Bernie. So for me, it's the latter. Give me the daylight. Nothing more depressing than 4.30 in the afternoon coming home from the gym in pitch black. The only thing more depressing is losing an hour of sleep over the weekend. But uh, I agree with you. Once you get past that pain, the extra light at the end of the day is uh, refreshing. And it, you know, the the whole, it bodes well, portends well. For things to come. I mean, spring is, uh, the first day of spring is a week from today. I know all from about today. it. today. A week from tomorrow, I start shooting that movie in Los Angeles. This is my last week as a resident in New York City. 
because wow. this Sunday, yeah, this Sunday, Bernard, Sunday morning early, 6 a.m., me, Danielle, and Gabe fly to Los Angeles. I'll spend all of next week shooting Gemini Lounge in L.A. We come back Friday night, and Saturday morning, I'm actually moving. So this will be my last week after nearly six years as a resident of New York City, and you can thank Bill de Blasio. Eric Adams, who Kevin Durant took the task yesterday. It was beautiful. And a host yeah. of others for making it easy. I wanted to leave anyway, but they made it easy for me to buy a house and get the hell out of here. Well, let me give you uh, some early congratulations. That's, that's beautiful. That's Thanks, a great Pete. thing. I know Thank you're looking you. forward to that big time. Can't wait. And, of course, uh, this week, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Are you marching, Louie? <laughs> Will you be marching? I'll be there uh, with yeah. the green. Uh, with your green. That's so that, that, the first time in two years. And it was about two years ago, give or take a day or two uh, today, that we started the whole pandemic thing. Remember two years? Can you believe it's two years ago? Yeah, I actually saw the, everything was shut down. Shut down. And I saw stuff on the Internet which, uh, which, which talked about the commemoration, the two-year anniversary. I'm like, why would I ever want to go back and relive, and especially St. Patrick's Day, Bernie, because you remember they started canceling stuff, but they did not cancel the St. Patrick's Day parade. Bill de Blasio was slow to do that. And that you and was I the thought, last thing. Right. Yeah. We, we thought it may go down. Even Bill Donahue was in. And then once he canceled that, then you and I knew, oh, my God, we're in this for the long haul. You knew it was real. and uh, but, but, again, those days, you and I, everybody stayed home. Everybody that could worked on Zoom. Of course, uh, the people that couldn't came in, but they shut down everything else. The people that had to come in were just out of work. But you and I came into a Penn Station uh, every single day, and I remember the last day that I went downstairs to actually buy a salad from Penn Station, to buy anything from Penn Station. Uh, There was virtually nobody there, but there was one place open, and I had to dodge some homeless thief who was was stalking me. You know, I had to, like, uh, order the salad, because he was standing right there, and I had to you know, walk around the station and wait and see for it to be done. I paid for it so I could just pick it up and swoop out of the place. And it was after that morning that I started carrying a, a knife with me every single day. That was the, that was the moment that uh, inspired me to uh, carry that knife, which gave me a lot of uh, consolation. I wish I had a gun. I wish I had a piece. Yeah. But they make it so hard for you to get a gun here, especially if you're a, a felon like myself. They don't. They don't. They, they frown on felons owning, uh, you know, uh, uh, handguns in New York City and New York State. But whatever, that was the moment. So two years ago today, uh, if you can believe it, the streets. And then uh, subsequent days, the streets just empty. It was the most eerie, eerie thing for a couple of months for you and I. You were taking the subways. I was driving home. I was still taking the subways. I remember that first morning, Bernard, when on any given morning, 100 people, 150 people would be on that number one platform on 34th Street, Madison Square Garden. And I remember taking the picture that that first morning, Bernie, I was the only person there, the only one, 7th Avenue, the only person there. And they started closing all of the stores inside Penn Station, all of them, you know. But they left that one deli open that you and I liked. Uh, What was the name of it again? It's a popular name. They left it. Oh open. yes, yes, yes. The one where we went down for the uh, the egg sandwiches. What the correct, hell was the name? Correct, correct. The egg sandwiches and all that. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was open for like two or three weeks, but then the, the, the homeless started to gather in front. They started getting robberies and all. Don Pepe. It was called Don Pepe. Don Pepe. Pepe exactly. And, and eventually, one Monday morning, I came down to get my egg sandwich, and that was closed too. And I was like, Oh my God! There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. It was terrible. Right, no, that was it. You had to bring your 
bring your slop in with you or whatever it is. And I'm, speaking of driving home, I was home in like, uh, you know, like 40 minutes. There was nobody <laughs> on the road. I was yeah. flying, flying down the city streets, flying down the highways. Nobody. It was great, but it was scary. It was like, oh, my God, is this the end of the world? What the hell is going on? And, of course, it was two weeks to slow the spread. And uh, you know, now we know it was really two years, uh, you know, or we'll, uh, you know, you have to wear masks. Uh, we'll fire you if you don't get vaccinated, all this stuff. Two years, two freaking years. It wasn't two weeks. It was two years. The government lied. What do you mean? And it, it was, was all two a mistake. years. If that was two years. It still is two years. I mean, again, we got the audio and all that. But if you watched the Nets beat the Knicks yesterday, that amazing effort by Kevin Durant, there was Nets superstar Kyrie Irving at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, maskless, not allowed to play. Allowed to sit on the bench, which is two feet from the basketball court, but not allowed to play. And Eric Adams is only a couple of weeks removed, Bernard, as you know. From firing like a thousand city employees, so it's 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 yeah. it's not over yet. That's it's not right. over yet. City, you're right. City employees, if they're unvaccinated, still can't work. These are the last vestiges, the last manifestations of this huge uh, the the mistake. Essentially, uh, that and Eric Adams, by the way, has lifted the uh, the, the ma- mandate for kids two to five unvaccinated kids because you can't get vaccinated if you're under five. He has lifted that mandate for kids to wear masks. Nothing changed. The science didn't change. It was political pressure. And the same thing's going to happen with the Kyrie Irving and the vaccine mandates. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's essentially over is what it is, uh, the whole pandemic, even though, yes, you, you still have these idiotic things like Kyrie Irving. And by the way, with the Kyrie Irving thing, the uh, opposing players can come in unvaccinated and play on the court. That's right. It's all, it's only the members of the net. <laughs> that makes no sense. It's the, the, the dumbest, <laughs> the stupidest thing you could possibly imagine. Uh, so, and, and one other thing, I saw this poll over the weekend. Uh, they they actually did a poll of New Jersey drivers. Of course, gas prices at an all time high, uh, about like four dollars and thirty cents a gallon these days. Uh, but they did a poll. They asked the uh, uh, New Jersey drivers. Do you prefer in New Jersey? They you have to have a, a, an attendant in the gas station. They said, "Do you prefer an attendant, or do you prefer to pump it yourself?" Seventy percent of the people said that they prefer an attendant in the gas station in New Jersey, which I thought was odd because uh, me, I prefer to get out and do my. I don't want to deal with some. And usually they are surly Russians. You know, I don't want these guys with their their, their, their filthy fingers all over my card and you know stealing my number and all that stuff. I pump it for you. Get out. I pump for you. I pump for you. Depends on the on the time of year. I mean, listen, bro. If it's snowing and it's freezing and it's well, windy and you got to get true. gas, nobody wants to pump gas. Let that son of a bitch do it and, and move on. But yes, on a but nice the, spring okay. day, it's great. I had to learn how to pump gas when I went to college, just because no, I've never had to do it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I, did, I didn't learn tip. how to pump gas until I was like eighteen. Do you tip? The dude that's pumping the gas. No, you're not supposed to. That, no. That's actually a question I get all the time from my friends when they come no. visit. No, you're not supposed to tip the guy. You don't. No. Right. When I feel, uh, you know, if he's, he throws a squeegee on my window, I feel like he's, he's, he's you know, <laughs> When's the last he's time working for a tip. <laughs> well, well, you see that sometimes with uh, attendance. Uh, like, for example, here in uh, Point Lookout, there is a gas station, and sometimes they throw the squeegee on the window, and you feel, feel bad after you, he pumps the gas and you pay him and then you leave. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, well, was I just a schmuck for not uh, not not tipping this dude? He's got a salary. Anyway, he'll be all right. What do you have an SO in Point Lookout? <laughs> no, actually, it is. It really is some Russian-owned, and that's where I get the surly Russian. It's some these really uh, they barely speak English and they're nasty. Like you put uh, five or six things, you put a 
you know, your Forster's oil can, you put your, your pretzels, whatever, the ice cream, the milk, the orange juice. You got like six, seven items on the counter. You pay, and then you're standing there waiting for them to bag it, and they turn around and do something else, and they leave you there. And you're like, my friend, ain't you going to put this crap in a bag? That's what I mean by uh, surly Russians. And they don't. And they, they reluctantly, they look around like they're looking for a bag, and then they put your stuff in a bag. But either way, neither here nor there. Uh, you have uh, all kinds of stuff going on today, as Sid alluded to. You have the world, inflation. You have, oh, what a disaster last week. I, I know you guys covered all this. Uh, Biden and Kamala over in Europe uh, oh. saying the worst, dumbest, stupidest things. I mean, just 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 a, a total idiocracy we have running this country. And for her to be the point person embarrassing us on the stage, uh, all that stuff was terrible, terrible, terrible. And the war, of course, the Russians have been embarrassed. Uh, they can't. They, they should have taken Ukraine in three, four days. They didn't. Uh, so you have that. And, and, and Juicy Smollett, I know you covered it on Friday. Yeah. He's now telling TMZ, the only reason I went to jail was because I'm black. That's right. And he's also black. Worried, he's worried they're going to kill him in jail, which uh, uh, we can only be so lucky. I hate to say that. And, uh, <laughs> and talking about him telling TMZ, the Bernie and Sid in the morning show had a huge presence with millions and millions of hits on TMZ this weekend. We got that story with a very hot Russian spy coming up later in the show as well. I know you saw it. You read it. You listened it to the interview great. for the first time, Bernie. That was terrific. good stuff, huh? Terrific. What a, what a, what a, what a, what a get. What a get and what, uh, you know, uh, TMZ picking it up. It's amazing. And Huge. you look great in, in the in the video, too, by the Thank way, you. With, your, with your blue blazer. <laughs> by the way, I have to say uh, happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Carol. Is that today? She, yeah, that is today, oh. March 14th. She is my rock, my savior. She is my lifesaver. So happy birthday, Carol. I love you to pieces and uh, hope you have as good a day as you could possibly have. Uh, under the circumstances out here in a beautiful, well, wherever the hell I am, out on Long Island, uh, an undisclosed location here on the Bernie and Sid show. Great to be back, guys. Great to be back, Sydney. 1-800-848-9222. We got Rich Lowry, and we also have at 840 Sydney. Who do we have at 840? Well, we have Governor David Patterson. Last week, I actually met the Governor, Kathy Hochul. Whole big story. I went to the Harvard Club with John and Chad and a host of others. And she spoke at the PAL luncheon, so I had a chance to meet her uh, for like two seconds, by the way. But she sat at a table with Governor David Patterson, and he was dying to meet me, which I didn't know. He walked over to me, very excited. And he said, and by the way, do you know what Monday is? And I said, yes, it's Carol's birthday. <laughs> he said, I didn't That's know. funny. He said, uh, no, it's pie day. And I'm like, pie? What do you mean by pie? Like, uh, uh, you mean like dessert? Like a pizza pie? He goes, no, the mathematical equation pie day. I go, who celebrates this? He goes, I need to come on and talk to you and Bernie about pie day. I, I was so intrigued by that, Bernie. I'm like, you know what? You're coming on because I have no idea what the hell he's going to do coming up this morning other than all the news and politics stuff, which he's always great at. Oh, he's fantastic. I love Governor Patterson. So that's it. Rich Lowry, Governor Patterson. And everything else, the whole gang, Bernie and Sid, one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. We're coming right back.
So here's how I know Bernie and Sid with you. Bernie is back this morning and sounds fantastic. The whole crew is here. Lou Rufino, Luke Lograno, Justin Ellick, the whole crew. Here's how I know that Cindy Adams has huge listenership on a Sunday because I was actually a guest on Cindy's show yesterday. Uh, she was a guest with us here last Tuesday when we celebrated International Women's Day, and she was, to say she was funny would be an understatement. She was hilarious. So I was a guest with her yesterday, covering everything from Don Imus to my mother and father to Venus Williams, <laughs> you name it. Uh, to se- She went everywhere. And I know that she has uh, big numbers on a Sunday because at about one forty-five yesterday afternoon, my phone started to blow up messages from everywhere all over the city, from people who worked here to Margot Katz and Matides to all that stuff. So uh, Cindy Adams, your girl, Bernie, who was just just a treasure. She's so funny. She had um, a you know, grand grandma, slam yesterday. She's Eric Adams' grandmom, so I don't know if you know that, but uh, a <laughs> little tidbit. She hit a grand slam. She's hilarious, and she's, uh, you know, she's indefatigable. The woman is, uh, you know, she's been around forever. I mean, I don't say that as an insult, but she's as sharp as ever, as acerbic as ever. Yes. Uh, she's terrific, and, uh, yeah, you you and her together must I, – I wish I had known. I, I'd have tuned in. Uh, but that must have been a great. It was uh, funny. Whatever it was ten I, minutes. I actually, minutes. I actually got her to uh, to uh, lose her cool just a little, which is a big deal. Last week was a big week for you and I with her because after she was on Tuesday, she actually put Bernie and Sid in her popular column in the New York Post last Wednesday. She did not. Yes, she did, Bernard. Bernie oh and Sid. God. How about that? We have made it. This We've made it. it. Yeah, we've this made is it. it. Forget everything else. We're in Cindy Adams' column? Yes, we oh were. Oh, my God. Yep, Bernie and Sid in Cindy wow. Adams' column last Wednesday. Corey Zelnick actually told me about it. Now, quickly, before we get to the, uh, the uh, I guess, the cut of the day, traffic and sports. In sports, you're going to hear the Yankees made a big trade overnight. And basically, they acquired their whole left side of the infield. Their new shortstop, their new third baseman, if you assume that, Luke Voigt will start the year at first base, and uh, second base will be uh, Torres with D.J. LeMayhew. Yankees needed a shortstop and a third baseman. They made this major blockbuster deal late last night with the Minnesota Twins, sending popular catcher Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to Minnesota in exchange for three players, again, including their new shortstop and third baseman, Josh Donaldson, three-time All-Star, big home run hitter, now on his way to the Bronx. So uh, the resident Yankee fan on this show is Justin Ellick because Sid's a Met fan, Bernie's a Met fan, Legrano's a Met fan, Rafino's a Met fan. You're the Yankee fan here, Justin Ellick. What do you think of that big trade last night by the Yanks? I mean, you know, you have to refer to it as a blockbuster deal, but to me it doesn't uh, – it wasn't really the blockbuster deal I was looking for. You're yeah. right. They took care of the left it's side the of the whole left intro. side of the – it's a uh, you're right. You're deal. right about that. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. But they do need another big arm. I mean, listen well, – forget, Doc- forget about that. We know that. They need more than one big arm. And, I guess. Outside of Garrett Cole, the whole rotation is a question mark. But the, the, do you like the new shortstop I do. and the new I, third I, I do like him. Listen, uh, Kiner Falif is a good glove, and he's not – Bad at the dish either. He hit 271 last year, and Donaldson's going to give you 25 home runs. The only issue with that is he's 36 years old. He's another right-handed bat in an already very heavy right-handed lineup. Um, but Connor Falefa is going to be that buffer piece that gets the Yankees from here to Anthony Volpe in a couple years. Who's right, the top and, and the other kid, too, Cabrera. Now, before Bernie gets to the cut of the day last year, and Bernie, you remember this, there was a huge battle between Josh Donaldson, now a Yankee, 
and Garrett Cole. It was Donaldson who accused Garrett Cole of cheating. Now they're inside the same dugout. What about what about that dynamic? Well, I would assume that uh, the Yankees would do their due diligence before actually having Donaldson sign off, and they would have talked to Garrett Cole, who's obviously their you know uh, front page guy. He's their headliner, and you know uh, I'm sure Garrett said, "Do what you got to do. Bring in a guy who's going to help us win." And uh, I'm not against it. I mean that that seems like the kind of guy I would assume Garrett yeah. Cole is. Yeah, we we can hope that they did not do their due diligence <laughs> and we have fist fights. Well, right, right. In, in the dugout and in the uh, yeah. you know wherever. Right. Well, listen, that'd be really good for us in terms of content. Well, when yeah. you're playing, we would love that. When you're playing baseball in Minnesota and you've got a chance to be a Yankee, you're going to put aside all that nonsense. Of and Donaldson and a very good job again by Eric Salas. Gabby Lopez is out today. Eric. Running the show, WABCRadio.tv, WABCRadio.tv, showing pictures here of Garrett Cole and Josh Donaldson. And by the way, uh, Bernie mentioned that his beautiful wife, who is beautiful, Carol, celebrating a birthday today. So is Eric Salas. Now a guy in graphics and running the TV show this morning. Very happy birthday to Eric Salas. Maybe here and Carol will go out tonight and celebrate together. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a possibility. You never know, Uh, Bern. You never know, Bern. Happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday, Carol. Traffic and sports is Sydney coming up next. Right now it is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8. Here John talks with NYPD Commission Keychot Sewell. Common sense Democrats and common sense Republicans have to talk to the Assembly and the State Senate and put their foot down and say enough is enough. we got to keep 8.5 million New Yorkers safe versus 3,000 violent criminals. We used to have three strikes and you're out. Well, what's the new rule? 14 strikes and you're out? 20 strikes and you're out? At what point do we take them off the streets and keep 8.5 million New Yorkers safe? The criminal justice reform laws that took effect in 2020, uh, I think that is definitely part of the thinking that needs to change. We can keep most of the important elements of the reform, but there are absolutely some things that need to be adjusted. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Well, we know the bigger story is that Kyrie Irving was courtside and maskless, but not allowed to play at the Barclays Center yesterday. We've got all the audio on that. But there was a game, and what a night for Kevin Durant. This guy is just, to say he's unbelievable, the understatement of the year. He may be one of the five greatest offensive players in the history of the game. And Durant went berserk on the Knicks yesterday. Retrieves it from Dragic. Boy, they're all up on Kevin Durant, but they gave him a little daylight. Deadly! Durant's dynamite! 53 for Durant yesterday. The Nets beat the Knicks 110 to 107. The Nets improved to 35 and 33 to the last playoff spot in the East right now. A game and a half better than the Atlanta Hawks. The Knicks, they're 12 games under 500, 26 for Randall, 25 for Fournier in the losing effort. The Islanders beat the Ducks yesterday 4 to 3, the only hockey local in action. Yankee trade again. Uh, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela on the way to Minnesota. For a couple of left-side infielders, including Josh Donaldson, the three-time All-Star. Tom Brady has announced he will be back. He never really retired. He kind of intimated he may, but he'll be back for year number three with Tampa Bay and year number 23 overall. And last night, Selection Sunday. Yes, the college basketball tournament, folks. Gets underway on Thursday. Your four top seeds. You've got Baylor in the east, Gonzaga in the west, Arizona in the south, and, uh, who's, and Kansas in the Midwest, the overall number one. 
Sports, brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. Check them out today and every day, PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. With sports, I'm Sid. Baby, 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 about your plans to make me blue. Ha! Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1. Also, you want to check us out in studio. It's a good look. A lot of people, a lot of characters in studio there. It's WABC on your smart TV and on your, on your computers, ladies and gentlemen. It's WABCRadio.TV. WABCRadio.TV. Dot TV, uh, Sydney Arthur Rosenberg, a lot of news out there. The president, the, uh, President Trump, former President Trump, gave a big, uh, huge, rousing uh, speech down in South Carolina over the weekend. We'll get to that in a minute. He was also on a podcast, was uh, President Trump last week, uh, which Dana White urged him to, uh, to join. Some podcast, five guys. Uh, either way, it, nobody ever heard of it before, but it ended up getting five million hits. Five before. million, Jeez. five million hit in twenty-four hours. He was also tw- on with uh, Judge Janine on this radio station yesterday. Amazing. Well, they didn't. Uh, YouTube didn't ban uh, Judge Janine's, but uh, they did ban this. Uh, it, it, he did it. It was like two hours. It was a, it was a long, long, long-form interview with uh, President Trump, and he talked about a million things. The reason why, of course, YouTube banned it. They, flat-out bandit, was because he talked about uh, the 2020 election, and he, he gave his opinion that he thought it was rigged. That was the reason why. What, you can't give your opinion now? Either it, it might have been rigged, it might not have been rigged. I mean, it's still questionable. There are still things out there up in the air. still your opinion. You should be able to – you should be allowed to give your opinion. Uh, not when it they comes say, to that. <laughs> they, say, they say, oh – if you give uh, opinions like that about rigged elections, by the way, Hillary Clinton said the 2016 election was rigged a million times. Yes, Nobody ever banned her. Nope. But uh, they say, oh, it might lead to another January 6th and some riots and stuff like that. Oh, is that is that, that your concern? Is that what you're worried about? So then every time a cop shoots a black man, we shouldn't talk about it because it might lead to riots, if you want to use that logic. But, of course, they, w- uh, you know, uh, they won't use that consistency in logic. They will not apply that. Either way, one of the things, the, one of the lighthearted things Donald Trump talked about during that podcast was his use of the, uh, the, the song YMCA at all his rallies. I mean, he just loves it, and he gave an explanation as to why. Take a listen to this. You know what gets him rocking? YMCA. YMCA. Uh, the Gay National Anthem. Did you ever hear that? They call it the Gay National Anthem. But YMCA gets people up, and it gets them moving. Gets them moving, the gay national anthem, the YMCA. Not, not afraid to talk, uh, you know, the gay national anthem. Not afraid to say stuff like that. Most people would be, uh, you know, you think Joe Biden would say the YMCA is the gay national anthem? I don't think he would. I don't, but the issue with Donald Trump is, while that was actually cute, and the truth is, is that, yes, YMCA and all those village people songs are very popular amongst gay people. There are going to be some gay people that are going to be pissed off. Don't you tell us you don't like the gays. You don't like us. Don't tell us what our national anthem is. That's not funny. That's racist. I guarantee you, not a lot of them, not all of them, maybe only a few. But there will be gay people today that will be furious with Donald Trump because he's not gay and he shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Well, that was the, the middle of last week so far. 
Crickets, nothing. Good. Nobody, nobody cared. Good. And, and then, of course, uh, over the weekend in South Carolina, I did pull uh, one clip. Uh, he talked about uh, Elon Musk, who, by the way, makes electric cars. And he tweeted out last week, did Elon Musk. Remember, he makes electric cars. He tweeted out, we should be pumping gas. Uh, we should be pumping oil, drilling, doing everything, building pipelines. He said desperate times call for desperate measures. That's a guy who runs an electric car company. He said that. Anyway, Trump talked about Elon Musk over the weekend in South Carolina. Tw- cut 25, Lou. Elon Musk is a guy that I like and respect, friend of mine. He runs an electric car company. Is calling for Biden to increase oil and gas production. But Biden won't do it because he does not have the will to stand up to AOC. You know AOC? We call AOC. It was like that. It went on. And, of course, I mean, it turns out that this, uh, you know, as we talked about a million times here on the show, this uh, dismantling of our energy sector is really a national security issue. I mean, now we're buying oil from Iran, from Venezuela. I mean, from the worst of the worst. And what the, if the concern is the environment, what difference does it make if the United States uh, drills for it and manufactures it as opposed to these uh, despotic countries? What difference to the environment does it make? Absolutely none. It makes no sense what they're doing. It is a complete capitulation to these crazies. And, by the way, the uh, uh, Iranian oil, the Venezuelan oil, a lot dirtier than ours. We, we make the cleanest stuff. The pipeline, by the way, they tell, tell you, well, the pipeline wouldn't have been ready for years. The pipeline would have been completed by now. We would have been receiving 900,000 uh, barrels of oil per day today, today, and they won't do it, and we need it. They just cut off our Russian oil over the weekend, which is going to add to the gas prices. So they're blaming everybody. Everybody's blaming Putin for inflation. They've jumped on that. Inflation has been going up. Gas prices have been going up for well over a year. But that doesn't stop these idiots. Here's a Biden, Saki, and your girl, a Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, said he cut 21 loop. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. It is accurate that um, the invasion by President Putin into Ukraine has impacted global inflation, inflation in the United States. Next month, we'll see uh, further evidence of uh, an impact on U.S. inflation of uh, Putin's war on Ukraine. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. So that's the new talking point, believe it or not. They all say it with a straight face. They think it's going to fly. Polls show nobody's buying that crap. And that uh, feeble old puppet, uh, Joe Biden, who's such an embarrassment, he, he continues to double down on that particular lie. In this clip, just listen to him. Stumble all over the place. Cut five, Lou. Play this one. I love, you know, the Republicans saying it's Biden's gas pipeline. Biden said he's going to stop the Keystone pipeline, and I did. And that's the reason prices went up. Folks, let's get something straight here. The Keystone Pipeline was two years away. It had been 2% finished. Give me a break. I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. No. It's economics 101. You pump money into a recharging economy, you get inflation. It, Of course it's true. And the pipeline, as I preempted the... Uh, Biden's comment with would have been done by now would have been done we would have been reaping the benefits of it right now sticking it to Russia if that is the, the intended goal 
So the guy's a, a fool, a feeble old uh, a race-baiting uh, creep who's just ruining this country. We're stuck with him for a couple more years. I, think, I mean, the good news is Peter Ducey last week did take Saki to task about this. He said, how do you guys just rebrand the whole inflation problem? You told us for a couple of months it was about uh, the COVID. The COVID is why we have inflation. Then it was a supply chain shortage. That's why we've got inflation. And all of a sudden, very conveniently, Putin starts bombing Ukraine, and he becomes the latest excuse. But which one is it? And, of course, she had no answer. You're absolutely right. Cut 28, Lou. Go ahead. Play that one. Cut 28. Inflation goes up today. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin for everything? Until the midterms? Well, we've seen the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine. And and last month, the statement didn't mention the Putin price hike. It mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that? Well, Peter, last year, last two years, there was a pan- global pandemic. Yeah, there was a global pandemic. <laughs> I mean, come on. But already. it was the money you pumped into the economy. After uh, it was recharging, after it was coming back. And by the way, uh, you know, allowing jobs to to uh, come back, allowing people to go back to work after ordering them to stay home after two years, that's not creating jobs. That's not creating jobs. That's just bringing jo- back the jobs that were already there. Just keep that in mind. These people are liars. They have contempt for you. They're insulting. They think you're stupid. Either that or they just have nothing else to say. So they figure, ah, we're just going to lie. And then our own energy secretary on, uh, on on gasoline prices, she she's missing in action. This idiot. But remember her back in November when she was uh, she was just laughing at the whole thing. She see the whole the whole point here is they want us to transfer to uh, electric cars and all this nonsense, uh, windmills, solar panels. We're just not ready for it. We are absolutely positively not ready for it. Anyway, listen to this idiot uh, Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary. Last November, I've played this before, but it's worth playing again. Cut 14, Lou. Obviously, we have the acute issues with the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack, but looking more holistically in a macro view, how does this speed up the efforts at DOE to move in more of a renewable direction since this is going to have an impact on people at the pump? Yeah, I mean, we obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100 percent clean electricity by 2035 and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. And, um, you know, if you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. Uh Well, that was actually a couple of days ago. So that's her. Yeah, that was last left, week. That was right, last week. She, she yeah. left uh, back in November. You remember it. I'm not going to uh, replay yeah, it Yeah, I remember. Here. No. Her, her and Pete Buttigieg now, is, Pete Buttigieg is like, oh, just drive a Tesla. Gas yeah. price is too high. Kamala Harris just, said the same thing last week. I, yeah. I saw a, a meme uh, where some guy says, uh, you, you know, he saw a, a woman sobbing at the gas station, and he asked her, he says, why are you sobbing? She says, well, I have two jobs. I have, I have, uh, I, I have no husband. I'm home alone with my kids. You know, I'm working with two jobs with my kids. I have no husband again. And the gas prices, I can't afford it. And the uh, the dude told it, well, just buy a $60,000 Tesla I mean, and you'll on. be fine. Stupid. Don't worry about it. And drive less. Stupid. Or drive less. Either yeah. way, yeah. completely stupid. I mean, so anyway, that, that, that those are the idiots that are running this country. Uh, uh, onto the war, you have uh, the war is, what is it, day 20 or something like that? I mean, it, it's been a complete and total embarrassment for uh, Putin, uh, he just couldn't get it done. His army is not the feared, uh, the fighting machine that we all thought it was. 
It's a bunch of drunk kids who want to be home, uh, you know, shaking their booty and smoking weed or whatever the hell it is. But either way, uh, the attention on the war is 24-7. You see it all over the place. And uh, your girl, Joy Reid, at MSNBC. My girl. She thinks she knows why. Listen to Cut 30, uh, Joy Reid, Lou Rufino. Now, what we're seeing in Ukraine is absolutely the worst humanitarian crisis that Europe has seen in decades. But we haven't witnessed the same type of solidarity for the Yemenis as we do for the Ukrainians. We don't see historic sanctions or global campaigns, corporations like Airbnb and Netflix taking a stand. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts, with some reporters using very telling comparisons in their analyses of the war. The world is paying attention because this is happening in Europe. If this was happening anywhere else, would we see the same outpouring of support and compassion? But we don't need to ask ourselves if the international response would be the same if Russia unleashed their horror on a country that wasn't white and largely Christian. This is a teachable moment for us in the media. Man, that's long. But uh, well, she but, said she said it's because uh, the Ukrainians are white and Christians. And that's essentially, essentially why we're paying attention. Not that the fact that, uh, you know, it's NATO, it's Europe, they're closer to us. We're directly involved. Article 5 would trigger our in- introduction into the war. Uh, initiating World War III. Uh, there's that, uh, Joy Reid. Uh, well, well, from- but, but in, in her, the, look, she's a racist piece of garbage. I hate Joy Reid. And I don't use the word hate uh, ever, ever. But I hate her. I really do hate her. But she's right and wrong, in my opinion, uh, because there are atrocities going on every day in Africa that are every bit as bad, if not worse, than this, and we don't hear about it. I mean, so she's right in that respect. Now, this is Russia. America, Russia has been the, you know, the, 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 the nemesis for a very, very long time. It's Putin and all the things you're talking about, which is really the reason why. But to her point, there is stuff going on in some of these brown countries every day that we don't pay any attention to. We just don't. Yeah, which, uh, which I've pointed out many, many times. Again, at the risk of repetition, I'll just say this is potential World War III stuff. This mm. directly involves us. Really. It's called Article 5 <laughs> in NATO. An attack on a NATO country, and and where they shot off a missile yesterday, shot off a bunch of missiles ten miles from the Polish border. That would drag us in. They're trying to drag us into the Ukrainian war uh, by the with these no-fly zones and sending MIGs to the Ukrainians, and that's why it is so it's such an important thing because World War Three. There's no chance of World War Three with the Yemeni conflict. No, with any conflict in no, in. I agree. in in these horrible uh, s-holes in, in uh, right. you know, all over the world. There's not going to be World War Three here either. Let's just stop. I no, mean, but I mean, but the on. potential is definitely mm. there. You, you can lay out. You can lay it out. Article Five is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the point is this: you, you you nailed it early on. She sees everything through the prism of race. Yep. Bottom line: her and uh, Hannah Nicole Jones said the same thing. The 1619 Project author: they only care about the Ukraine because they're white people. That's it. Uh, and, and that's the bottom line. These these are flat out uh, ugly racists, is what they are. They're 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 really really nefarious people, and and they have prominent positions. Uh, this Hannah Nicole Jones is a professor at the U- University of North Carolina, a New York Times writer. Joy Reid, a big big spot, big platform on MSNBC. So we have racists in the media, and uh, apparently everybody's cool with it. Bottom line. Hey, listen, uh, I went on too long here. 1-800-848-9222. We're going to talk to Rich Lowry. We're going to talk to uh, Dave, Governor David Patterson here on the Bernie and Sid Show. And we're coming right back after these short messages. 
I mean, you are becoming like Chris Farley all over again, Lou Pagano. It's hilarious. Perfect. It's Farley. I swear to God, it's Farley. Brilliant. Lou Rapino and uh, Luke Lagrano dancing to the village people. This is our number two on this Monday morning of the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning. My man Bernard is back today. If you're watching us on television, WABCradio.tv, WABCradio.tv, I got this uh, beautiful new pleated blue shirt on, which I got uh, over at uh, Jean's Place, Geneva Custom-Made Shirts. Abood is out of business. He's retired. So now I go to Gene. He makes my shirts, and he does a great job. So I well, thank you for that. But you'll also notice, besides the tan, I've got a clean shave, which is not going to be the case in a few days because I've been told that by Wednesday I have to stop shaving. I have to stop shaving. That puts me exactly one week from next Tuesday night where I start shooting the movie. So, um, and, you know, I hate that, Bertie. I get crazy. I just, uh, I'm neurotic when it comes to that type of stuff, the facial hair. I don't like the way it looks. It's gray. It's white. It itches. So it's absolutely torturing me, but I have no choice. Uh, by about Wednesday of this week, you'll see by Friday, for example, on this TV broadcast of me and Bernie, I'll start looking really haggard. I mean, really haggard. So that's, I got that to look forward to, Bernard. How about that? I think I like it. You do? Let me grab the microphone over here. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I look forward to the look, a different look. <laughs> it's it's going to be a different look, I'll tell you that. They go, Just Stop. be careful. There's a uh, serial homeless killer on the street. You may <laughs> you may be a target. <laughs> ah, ah, just watch where you're walking. And look behind you. Uh, by the way, and, and that serial, there's not just one. There are two cities, uh, to your point, Bernard, excellent job as always. There are two cities in particular where there's uh, psychos out there killing the homeless. New York, where I am up until Saturday. And Los Angeles, where I'll be Sunday. <laughs> so I can get wow. rubbed out in either city. I also heard D.C., but uh, L.A. Oh, as DC well. Oh, D.C. too, yes. Yeah, yes. You, better, you, yeah. you better be careful, bro. I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it, it ain't easy being you. No, it ain't. But no, that's, it what ain't. You do, that's what you do. That's what artists do for their craft. They risk their lives. Is that right? That's what they do. That's what you're doing. <laughs> just go with it. Just, just I'm just going to yeah, go with right. that, yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving uh, not risking his life by going maskless. Maybe two years ago when this thing started, we would have thought that. But uh, there he was yesterday at Barclays Center during that uh, matinee WABC game. Mike Breen doing the game on Channel 7. That's a big deal between the Nets and the Knicks. And uh, look, I mean, the Nets won the game, and Kevin Durant had 53 points, and the Nets are playing better now. They're back to two games over 500. That's the basketball part that very little of our audience actually cares about. But the mask part, and Kyrie Irving uh, continues to be a big story, Bernard. So let's get right to it. Eric Adams, last week on CNBC, your esteemed mayor, was talking about Kyrie. And he basically said, I, I'd like to see Kyrie play, but I can't make rules for Kyrie that I can't make for everybody else. Here was Eric Adams, Bernie, last week. Listen, I want Kyrie on the court. You know, I would do anything to get that ring. <laughs> I say, you know, so badly I want, I want it. But there's so much at stake here. And, you know, I, I spoke with the owner of the team. We want to find a way to get Kyrie on the court. But this is a big issue. It would send the wrong message just to have an, an exception for one player when we're telling a countless number of New York City employees, if you don't follow the rules, you won't be able to be employed. So there you have it. It makes sense. You can't make uh, one set of rules for a basketball player and, and not for everybody else. But as you pointed out, Bernie, uh, earlier this morning, Kyrie cannot play. You can sit there two feet away from the court, but he can't play. Yet people from opposing teams 
grown up and vaccinated, they can play. So how does that make sense? It just shows you the absurdity of the, the these COVID rules. They just they, they're not following the science. They're stupid. They're ad hoc. They're you know, you know make them up as you go along. It's just dumb. It's ridiculous. And by the way, at this point, it is all over. Stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, take off the masks. Stop with the mandates. The pandemic is over. Uh, get, get, just get used to it. Uh, uh, you know. Get used to the criticism that you didn't follow the science because it's going to come your way. But still, cut your losses and do it right now. Stop the madness. A free Kyrie Irving. Let him get back on the court. <laughs> well, Kevin Durant, again, after that magnificent effort where he put in 53 points to lead the Nets to the victory, he spent about a minute. Uh, look at these beautiful pictures. I got to tell you, Eric Salas. His birthday today, like Carol, doing an amazing job, WABCRadio.tv. I hope you watch this radio show on TV. It's so much better than Good Morning America, the Today Show, any of these shows. So thank you, Eric Durant, with a monster effort. But after the game, he spoke for about a minute how ridiculous this is. And he actually, uh, Bernard, which I really loved, you love it too, he took a hammer. Maybe that's a bad uh, word after the subway attacks the last couple of weeks. But he took a hammer to Eric Adams after the uh, after the game yesterday. Here is Kevin Durant on Adams and these ridiculous rules here in New York. It's ridiculous. Like I don't understand it at all. I mean, can't, is it every it's a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? Like they lifted all of that in our arena, right? So what's the? I don't get it. It's a second mandate that says he can come in but can't play. Yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point um, to flex their authority. Um, but, you know, everybody out here looking for attention, and that's what I feel like the the mayor wants right now, some attention, you know. Um, but he'll figure it out soon. He better. Um, but it just didn't make any sense. Like, there's unvaxxed people in this building already. We got a guy who uh, can come into the building. I guess, are they fearing our safety with – like, I don't get it. So, yeah, we're all confused. Pretty much everybody in the world is confused at this point. Early on in the season, you know, people didn't understand what was going on. But now it just looks stupid. So, hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure this out. How about that? Eric Adams looking for attention. Eric Adams uh, with a power play here. Eric Adams, you got to figure this out. Kevin Durant there, Bernard, very, very critical of the mayor, Eric Adams. And, by the way, it, 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 Eric Adams – and all these uh, these power-hungry, uh, petty, tyrant politicians writ large, all of them, with their, their their attempts to grab power and, you know, assert their authority, and I'm in charge, their stupid rules, and they've been wrong on everything. Kevin Durant is a, uh, he doesn't know it, but he's a wannabe Republican at this point, at least, <laughs> at least on these COVID rules. And well, yesterday he was. Yes, he was. And then uh, I, I always take every opportunity I can to get the Bernie and Sid mark out there, the brand out there, I should say. So uh, our buddy Mark Malusis, who was on this show last Friday, Bernard, many, many years, worked alongside me and you at WFAN, recently let go by FAN. Now he does the sports on WPIX, Channel 11 locally, does a great Sunday night. He invited me on last night, and he started the conversation by talking about Kyrie Irving and all that nonsense at the Nets game last night. Gave me the opportunity to promote Bernie and Sid once again locally on Channel 11. Let's start with Kyrie Irving. Obviously, it cuts over with the mayor, Eric Adams. What do you make of him showing up 
twice this week to the Barclays as a viewer. Well, if you listen to Bernie and Sid on Talk Radio 77 WABC weekday mornings, you know I'm not a big Eric Adams fan. I'm just not. He's better than de Blasio, but that's not saying. Look, he has no choice here. He can't just make a certain rule for Kyrie Irving, guys, and not for the rest of the people here in New York City. He's not that far removed from sending 1,000 employees home because they did not get vaccinated. It's stupid. Makes no scientific sense. Makes no common sense. LeBron James is right. Kevin Durant is right, but Eric Adams has no choice. COVID's been over for a long time, guys. Long time. Let's move on, get back to life as it was two-plus years ago, and stop the nonsense. Exactly what you said moments ago. It's been over. It's over. Let's just move on. Uh, You would have thought I spoke to you before last night. I did not. We said the same exact thing just hours apart. But uh, the truth is, Eric Adams, with the power play, and even a couple of weeks ago, you may remember, Bernard, that Kathy Hochul, the governor, decided that on a Wednesday a few weeks ago, the kids – would not have to wear a mask anymore to school. And instead of Eric Adams, who, by the way, is her friend, her butt buddy, instead of him saying, okay, no problem, he said, well, hold on a second. This is my city. I'll make my announcement on Friday. So every opportunity he gets, Eric Adams, instead of worrying about what's right for the city, he's got to show everybody he's got the biggest penis in the room. Apparently the biggest biggest you-know-what. Of course, you know, that seems to be the case there. This is my city. I'm in charge. This uh, bucktooth lady up in Albany, unelected governor, is not making the decisions for New York City. I am. Apparently, that's the case. You know, just uh, and by the way, great job with uh, the moose and pushing the you know promoting the show. Thank you. And I love Mark Malusis, by the way. I know him for a long time myself. But back to Kevin Durant. Just 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 one. Uh, you know, for the most part, these athletes and most people in general, they're ignorant of the issues. Now, in this case, it affected Kevin Durant, affects Kevin Durant and the Nets. So he knows the issues, and he comes down on the right side of the issues. So, which says to me that if people weren't so ignorant, for the most part, in other words, I'm not saying stupid, just unaware of the particulars of the issue, they would... They would come down on the side of you and me and and the right, I believe, because it it is the right choice. For example, if you laid out this whole uh, energy independence argument uh, vis-a-vis Russian oil and all that stuff to Kevin Durant, I bet he would say, well, why don't we drill for oil right here in this this country? We have it underneath the ground. Why don't we allow the Keystone XL pipeline? If you laid it out for Kevin Durant and other athletes and other people who are ignorant of the issues – they would say Biden is a, a jerk, an a-hole who's making the wrong decisions. I believe that. I well, believe that. Inf- information uh, will lead to a smart uh, conclusion on, on the part of these people. I, 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 I want to believe that, but LeBron James, for example, who yesterday was right on Mark, he tweeted exactly what I said, what you said, what Kevin Durant said. LeBron was actually on the right side yesterday. LeBron's aware, Bernie. He's aware and uh, of, of Republicans, what we do. Democrats, what they do, all the issues. He has spoken out on a bunch of them, and he still makes a lot of asinine comments uh, despite that. So I'm not sure if all these athletes, if they knew it, would make a difference because he's the biggest one in the NBA, and outside of yesterday, he makes an ass of himself almost every week. Well, that's true, but I have really, to be quite honest, never heard uh, LeBron James weigh in on anything but uh, police shooting type issues. Uh, you know, for for example, like I, I mentioned, I mentioned the uh, the energy independence stuff. You could just go with the border. Just go with no cash bail. I mean, when if you if you think that that his kid could be a victim of this no cash bail law because some uh, recidivist is out there 
and his son is playing basketball on a court, and this recidivist, you know, stabs his son, he would say, hey, we should repeal this no-cash bail law. I, I, I can't help but think they would come to that logical conclusion. Otherwise, ignorant people would come to the right conclusion. I can't help but think that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're probably not wrong, but again, you're taking a situation where this now becomes his problem. If, God forbid, something happens to his son, that becomes very, very personal. It's close to home. I remember, again, I go back to Geraldo Rivera. I mean, he used to make me crazy the way he spoke about Barack Obama. And then all of a sudden, you know, ISIS goes berserk one day in Paris, and they attack you know, the amphitheater. They attack the cafes outside. They attack the soccer stadium. His daughter was there. He couldn't find his daughter. And all of a sudden, Barack Obama was not so great. All of a sudden, Barack Obama, uh, the way he talked about the terrorists, was not so great. So it had to hit very close to home for Geraldo, for example, exactly. in that case. So yep. I hate when that's the case, Bernie, when you have to put yourself in that position to understand how how some of these things go. You should be able to do that without being directly affected, is my point. You should. And and, and it's an extreme example. I mean, LeBron's son getting uh, stabbed by a recidivist on a basketball court. But you take, in a, 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 you take a, again, not to be repetitive, but the uh, the example of energy independence. I mean, that is such a no-brainer. Any American, if it's laid out for any American, you, you, you do it here, you drill it here, you pump it here, you build the pipelines here, or you allow the Russians to do it, or you allow the Venezuelans to do it, or you allow the Iranians to do it. Any right-minded American would say, let's do it here. I think they would if they knew what the facts were. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be overestimating my fellow Americans. But uh, Kevin Durant was, uh, was Exhibit A, at least in this one particular issue, for that. 1-800-848-WABC. As always, that's the number. 1-800-848-9222. Already a great 78 minutes. Still to come, Bill O'Reilly's morning message coming up next. And, of course, you get that great Monday morning conversation with Nat Review's Rich Lowry coming up at 740. The former governor, love this guy, David Patterson, coming up at 840+. plus. Lydia reports, Pete Bernie, and more news and phone calls throughout the day. Going to be a great week of show. It's got some big-name guests about to stop by. Keep it right here, Monday morning with your boys, Bernie and Sid. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, if you are Christian, you might consider reading my book, Killing Jesus, during Lent. Actually, it's a history book. There's no religion in it at all. But it answers this question. How did a 33-year-old man living in a remote part of the world, become the most famous person ever to live on planet Earth? Well, it is an amazing story. Jesus of Nazareth was a stone cutter. Now, most religion classes will tell you he and his father Joseph were carpenters, but there's one problem with that. There were very few trees in Judea where they lived. In fact, the cross Jesus was crucified on by the Romans had been used about a dozen times before because there wasn't enough wood to make those kinds of crosses, so they reused them. Anyway, Jesus began preaching at about age 31, 32 in that zone, and at first there were a few people that came and listened to him, and then there were hundreds, and then there were thousands. So why did that happen? You couldn't hear Jesus 
There wasn't a microphone back then. You could see him. You couldn't hear him. Nevertheless, thousands of people followed him around. Now, I say it had to be because of the miracles, but we don't write miracles in Killing Jesus. Fascinating book. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Thank you on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Also, as Sid was just saying, check us out on that smart TV of yours, on that computer of yours, at WABCradio.tv. Sid's got a different look this morning, folks. You might want to check it out. I won't tip you off as to what it is uh, because I want you to tune in to WABCradio.tv. We were just talking, Sidney, about Kevin Durant and about how – People actually knew the facts of certain matters. They might come to the right conclusion, to the conclusions that we come to because we do know, because we're in the business. We follow all the details of things, and, and we believe we're right on these uh, factual matters. Uh, again, uh, Kevin Durant, the stupid policies of uh, Eric Adams vis-a-vis uh, Kyrie Irving not being able to play, but he could still be in the arena yesterday during the game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, and then, yes, it was a week ago today, actually, I brought up the uh, the bill down in Florida, the what they're calling the Don't Say Gay Bill, <laughs> which is, uh, uh, yeah, right, it's, it's hilarious, right? Of course, that's not what the bill is. The bill Don't Say Gay is a complete and total distortion. It's propaganda. It's media-driven to say that. Uh, the bill is called the Parental Rights Act, and we talked about it, you and I did, uh, the fact that the 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 state of uh, the state of Florida wants to ban teachers from being able to talk any kind of sex with kids, which is a no freaking brainer. No, you're not going to talk to my first grader about uh, you know about about transgenderism, about the guy getting his wiener whacked off if he wants to become a woman. Whatever, just stay away from that. Teach the kid how to teach him reading, writing, and arithmetic. Whatever the hell it is, that would help. That's so easy. There's nothing in the bill that says don't say gay. Nothing whatsoever. And again, I would I would extend it from a third grade. It only goes up to third grade. I said it last week. I would extend it up to the, past the eighth grade. I don't want any of these teachers because a lot of them, uh, again, a lot of you know where there are kids, uh, uh, altar boys, uh, Boy Scouts, teaching profession. Yes, the fact of the matter is that uh, these perverts do flock to the, these professions because that's where the kids are. There's a lot of that, we, and we, we've seen it. We, we've seen it with the arrest. We've seen the priesthood. We've seen it with the Boy Scouts. We've seen it with teachers. We don't want it. Anyway, it's, the, it's a parent's right 
to uh, it's this thing is, by the way is called grooming it's it's not relegated just to sexual matters it's rel- it's critical race theory it's grooming people uh, kids indoctrinating them in uh, you know different ideologies sexual racial whatever the hell it is to try to separate them from their parents thinking is what the, that that's the genesis of the parental rights act in this case it's it focuses particularly on sex but uh, again uh Back to Kyrie Irving, back to, excuse me, Kevin Durant, and uh, otherwise uh, reasonable people, if they know the facts, making rational decisions. Bill Maher on the Don't Say Gay Act over the weekend. Listen to him. This is something DeSantis is about to sign, and I guess it's a reaction to Republicans who feel that there's too much talk in lower grades. I think it's only, they're talking about kindergarten to third grade. So we're talking about very young kids. You know, as always with this stuff, you know, there's... Not like there's no kernel of truth in that maybe kids that young shouldn't be thinking about sex at all. I, I don't think it's specific. I think don't say. It's not like you're not allowed to literally not say gay, but they they just don't want teachers talking about it. They think it's the province of parents. And he gets a hand. And he gets a hand. Yeah. His liberal audience gives him a hand. Exactly right, Bill Moore. You're exactly a thousand percent correct. And, yes, Ron DeSantis is going to actually sign the bill this week. And he put out an ad in which he was uh, – first, it has various uh, – the Jen Psaki's of the world misrepresenting. It's not the Don't Say Gay bill again. It's the Parental Rights Act. There's no Don't Say Gay. There's nothing in it about gayness whatsoever. Anyway, here is uh, the ad, the first half of the ad, anyway, we, we pulled here, uh, that Ron DeSantis pulled out, and of him calling out a reporter – who use the words, don't say gay, take a listen. Ron DeSantis has taken a stand and said no. You can't acknowledge that gay exists at all. It is discriminatory, uh, a form of bullying. Or a so-called don't say gay bill. Don't say gay bill. Uh, don't say gay bill. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. How do you like that? I mean, that's what he did. He calls them out, and that's why he's going to give Donald Trump a run for his money no, in 2024. No, if not. he decides to run. No, he's not. You don't think so? No, he'll get killed. All right. He'll well, get it, killed. But, but, but if Trump doesn't run... He is clearly a second choice, no doubt about it, uh, but he's not going to give Trump a run for his money. But but back to your point last segment, which was a great point, about LeBron James and other athletes that may come around, Kevin Durant, if they knew specifics. Uh, this is another case where that's the case. I mean, even my own daughter came home last week and said, how could they have a bill where they say, don't say gay, and I have to explain to Ava, well, hold on a second. They don't say that in the bill, and then she came around. But she didn't know that because she sees a headline, she hears something on the news, and the majority of Americans run with that. And that's the problem. Day. That's why somebody like Joe Biden wins if you believe the election was not right. right. Because everything is uh, it's propaganda, it's lies, it's distortion. Uh, and again, it's, it's censorship as well. Remember the Hunter laptop? Sure. All of this stuff and all of that contributes before Election Day. All that contributes to a rigged election. Before anybody even pulls a lever or, or, or circles this, or, you know, whatever it is that they do these days to vote, it is a rigged election. Let's play the second half of this ad. This is Ron DeSantis. Now, you would think that the, the corporation Disney would say, oh, this is a parental rights act. We don't want little kids being taught, uh, you know, 
being talked to about sex by some uh, 27-year-old, you, you know, recent college graduate whose sexual history we don't know, what, or what demons lies in his head, what sexual demons lies in his head. We don't want him talking to your kid about sex. Anyway, Disney came out and condemned the bill. They condemned Ron DeSantis, and the uh, CEO of Disney's name is Bob Chapek, I believe. And here is uh, Ron DeSantis calling out the Disney Corporation in his own state, regardless of the fact that they contributed to his campaign. Listen to Ron DeSantis talking about Disney. Disney CEO Bob Chapek weighing in on that Florida bill. The company has been opposed to the bill from the outset. The chance that I am going to back down from my commitment to students and back down from my commitment to parents' rights simply because of fraudulent media narratives or pressure from woke corporations, the chances of that are zero. How do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China. Because that's what they do. They make a fortune. They don't say a word. Our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of global corporations. So it makes you wonder if uh, down in Disney, uh, you know, those those people uh, putting on these Mickey costumes, these uh, goofy costumes, are they perverts? Well, is Disney allowing perverts into those uh, mm-hmm. those the uniforms? Huh? You know what I'm saying, bro. Huh? huh? Bob Chapek? Huh? 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 <laughs> yeah. How about that? Those Berenstein Bears. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, who knows? I mean, that's where the kids go. And yep. maybe that, that's where uh, these people who wear these uniforms go. I don't know. I don't know. Just axing on the Bernie and Sid show. It's just a question, right, Sid? We can ask these uh, questions. Absolutely. It's a, and it's a very fair question. All right. Well, listen, uh, Rich Lowry is coming up next. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, a little Motown. Wake you up on this March 14th, Monday, TGIM, ladies and gentlemen. Again, uh, we're heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Download that app. And at this time, every Monday morning, we're a pleasure, uh, honored, actually, to have join us uh, a, 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 a great columnist. He's on all the TV shows on Sundays. He's a, a brilliant guy. His name is Rich Lowry. He writes for the National Review. Actually, he's the editor of the National Review. Rich Lowry's on the line with us right now. Good morning, Rich. Hey, I love you guys, but I'm not pleasuring anyone. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. That is funny. My bad. My bad. My bad. Hey, uh, Rich Lowry, listen, uh, before <laughs> – I, I don't know how to follow that. That's pretty good. Hey, listen, uh, the, uh, the war in Ukraine, let's start right there. Uh, Putin's been humiliated big time. The, the Russian military has been exposed as ineffective, feckless, useless, a bunch of drunken uh, conscripts. They can't do anything. And, but the war still continues. Still, uh, you know, uh, what is it, day 20 right now? So my question to you is this. Where do we go from here? Do we sue for peace? Do we, do we grant, uh, do we tell uh, Vladimir Putin, yeah, Ukraine will not join NATO. Uh, we will recognize Crimea. And uh, we'll also declare this a separatist region an independent entity and uh, give them that and call it a day. What do we do? Well, I think we, we continue to back the Ukrainians and hope they defeat him. And they're serious people. It still seems really unlikely to me. But there are serious people who think the, the Russians are just going to stall out and, and just not be able to take Kiev and, and just lose outright. 
in Ukraine. Um, seems more likely to me they'll they'll still eventually take Kyiv, and then then perhaps you'll you'll get some sort of deal along what you uh, outlined. But you know the, the Ukrainians have to have the will. The Ukrainians have to want to do that. And we're not going to be able to throw them under the bus at this point. So I'm not I'm not sure how how it ends. I, I am sure you know I don't want NATO in a shooting war with Russia. So I mean there are increasing calls for no fly zone. We talked before. I think that's crazy. I'm even sympathetic. You know, Republicans are hammering them on it. I don't think there's any defense, uh, um, difference between a MiG, you know, being an offensive or a defensive we- weapon. That's ridiculous. But I do, I would be hesitant about Ukrainians flying MiGs off of a NATO airbase directly into uh, a, a contested airspace where, the, where they're in a shooting war with Russia. I think reasonable people can say that that's a that's a line we shouldn't cross. But I, I think we're just we're just in a in a uh, status quo. I'm going to have but, to see what happens militarily on the ground. But you do agree that Putin doesn't look like the uh, dangerous monster that we were all, you know, petrified of a week and a half ago. He looks pretty, pretty uh, neutered at this point, no? Well, I, he it's certainly not gone the way he planned. The Russian military appears to be you know, something of a of a joke. Uh, so, so he's not the you know genius that that everyone said. You know, there's a, a great quote from uh, a French statesman. St- statesman, you know, it's worse than a crime; it's a blunder. And this this looks like a it is a crime and and also a colossal blunder. But he you know he's dangerous. There's a, a, a chance you know he could try to escalate this with the West and maybe you know use tactical nuclear weapons and then make us sue for peace. You know, as a way out. Uh, I think that's unlikely, but it's it's a dangerous situation. He's a dangerous guy, uh, and and I'm praying for the Ukrainians. Yeah, me too. But as, as you know, well, we had this conversation last week. I've been uh, steadfast in my opinion that this is not going to escalate. Nowhere near World War Three. No nukes. None of that nonsense. And eventually, it's just going to fizzle out with the Russians getting Kiev or not, and that's going to be the end of it because he just doesn't have the power the money, and the wherewithal to do what he'd like to do. That's that's the actual fact that Putin has to deal with. But I will tell you that I became friends over the years, Rich, with this lady, Asra Nomani, and she's been on this oh, show yeah. with me and Bernie many times. Uh, you know who she is, obviously. So she was actually with Daniel Pearl, living together 20 yeah. years ago. She left that morning to go to work. Daniel, I think, was still back at the house. He was abducted that day, and he was the first to die. You remember, the first to get beheaded. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. 20 years ago already, now we've got another journalist killed in the Ukraine or Russia, I'm sorry, this uh, this weekend, almost 20 years to the day that Daniel Pearl was abducted and murdered. Brings back some uh, some horrible memories. Yeah, d- different, not as, nothing's as horrible as what happened to Pearl. He's right, getting a, a, right. Abducted and, and beheaded. But these uh, photographers and videographers who, who cover, you know, these so-called hotspots and conflict zones are incredibly brave people, just incredibly brave. I mean, they, they put their necks out to, to get the, the shots in a way you don't necessarily need to do if you're a print reporter. So my heart goes out to his brother. He, he worked in tandem with his, his brother to make a lot of these documentaries into his family. But so, something like that was inevitable, and we'll probably see probably see more before it's done. So Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid Show. Rich, uh, of course, editor of the National Review. You have this uh, situation where we're negotiating the Iran nuclear deal. And uh, the Russians, believe it or not, as you know, are actually the intermediaries, the Russians, the same Russians that invaded the Ukraine. They're the intermediaries of this Iran nuclear deal. And at the same time, over the weekend, 
you had the Russians fire missiles into this uh, consulate in, in Iraq, the United States consulate. And the, the our administration is saying, oh, well, they were, weren't intending to hit the uh, consulate, which is absurd, ridiculous on its face. But, uh, I mean, we're being led by complete and total idiots, morons. I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't even fathom what they're allowing to happen right here. Uh, I mean, how bad do they want this Iraq nuclear deal, and how could they possibly allow the Russians to be the intermediaries? It, yeah, it's, they're supposed to be the foreign policy geniuses, and, and this is what we get. I mean, the, the deal, if it comes together, is awful, is much worse than the original Obama version, and they're relying on the Russians as an intermediary. It's, it's just it's gobsmackingly absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's laughable. Um, or would be laughable if the stakes weren't so big. Right. So you know, you put, you put this together. Uh, they do the Iran deal, and you put that together with the Afghan withdrawal, the the Ukraine war, and, and it's just it's, it's just a sense of things falling apart. I think people now are starting to move off this war just a little. Again, I know the journalist was killed, and he's still out there, Putin doing some horrible things, and Kiev is still up for grabs. But starting to read earlier in the paper, if you will, Rich, about, oh, I don't know, inflation, things that are affecting our country. Heck, even reading earlier in the paper about Tom Brady retiring or Mike Krzyzewski's last basketball tournament as a head coach. So I think people are starting to move off the Ukraine-Russia thing just a little after this weekend, Yes. Um, it, I mean, it's definitely not as intense as it was the first couple of days, but it's still, uh, I have Fox on right now, and it's pretty much all they've been talking about. So it's it's still a pretty dominant story, but the, the biggest... Uh, Fox just did a whole story on Mike Krzyzewski's last basketball tournament. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there, there, there are a couple of evil people in the world. There's Putin and... and, uh, and, and and Duke. You know? <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> that is great. Oh, that is great. Uh, I can't believe Virginia oh. Tech. Virginia Tech beat them. I yeah. know. Boy, spoken like a true Virginia Cavalier fan, which, Lowry, you're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we were saying, oh, inflation is the biggest thing that's hurting Biden, clearly. I mean, we're clearly heading to, to double digits. Um, and there's nothing you can do about it if you're Biden. He can blame Putin, but it was going for more than a year prior to the, the Ukraine war and he can blame you know corporate greed but why did corporations just all of a sudden get greedy now rather they weren't greedy the last 40 years you know that makes no sense and so and there's just no way to spin it away because everyone feels it you know at, at the pump and, and at the at the grocery store so, so that, that that's the main domestic factor that's been dragging him down and it's going to get worse before it gets better and this whole uh, the new talking point rich lowry of blame putin this is Putin's inflation. This is Putin's, uh, uh, you know, rise at the gas pump. To a certain extent, it is Putin, but that's a, a minimal amount of what? It's been going up for a year. And also, they say blame uh, Putin for overall general inflation. And the House just passed. They say that spending does not contribute to uh, inflation. The House just passed another $1.5 trillion bill. It's like they've learned nothing, in which, by the way, there's $14 billion for the Ukraine after the House rejected $4 billion for our own border. But the idea that inflation is not caused by reckless spending, uh, and they say it with a straight face, again, it's just mind-boggling. Either they're stupid or they think we're abject idiots as well. Yeah, so I mean, some of this is supply chain and you know mismatch between supply and 
demand, but some of it clearly is the overspending. I mean, they, they deliberately went out of the way when the economy was already recovering or recovered to do this massive so-called COVID relief bill to stoke demand. So if that worked on their own terms, that would have been inflationary. The Fed has probably been too easy, too long. Now you have Ukraine on, on top of it. You know, that's going to play a role in the, the energy prices, but the energy prices were already up. The, the wheat shortages you're probably going to get because of Ukraine and, and, and Russia being disrupted or taken offline, you know, that's going to be another factor. But the, the 7.9 number which in February, which was eye-popping on an annual basis, was before, you know, it was almost entirely before Ukraine. So it's to, to blame Putin is just a, a really weak and tawdry talking yeah. point. All right, on the way out here, back to a, a lighter point. A week ago today, you were on with me and Bernard, and Major League Baseball was still locked out, and uh, you and I both said, enough of this, billionaires fighting with millionaires, and who cares? Good news is they made it work on April 7th. The whole league starts. Uh, the Yankees taking on the Red Sox and the Mets taking on Washington. And now a flurry of activity with spring training games set to start in a couple of days, Rich. And your Yanks, you're a diehard Yankee fan, your Yanks, the Gary Sanchez era is over. How does Rich Lowry feel about that trade with Minnesota last night? Is, is Gary Sanchez still a Yankee? No. no he's on the Twins. It's, it's, it's a good trade. You know, I, I wish him the best. What was it, in 2016 when he hit 20 homers in like 25 games? Yes, yes. And whenever he'd hit a homer, you're like, oh, man, this guy's a natural hitter. You know, he just looks so good. Yeah. But he couldn't catch the ball. I, I hope he relaxes in Minnesota and does better. Donaldson's a little old, but, uh, you know, if you get Donaldson at 30, he still has something. If, if you can get one of these first basemen they're talking about, Freeman or Olsen, you know, in a trade, that, right. that'll be a pretty good lineup. No, it is. I think Freeman goes to the Dodgers, but uh, you're right. They can get a guy like Olsen from Oakland who's selling off their team anyway, and Donaldson is a 20-plus home run guy, so it could be exciting. At any rate, whether we're talking about Vladimir Putin, inflation, the evil Mike Krzyzewski or the Yankees. You do it all, Rich Lowry. You're the man. You're the man. And he, and he refuses to pleasure us, <laughs> and, which we respect, by the way. <laughs> Rich, that's a great job, buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks, all right, pal. Take care. There he is, Rich Lowry on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. Only about halfway through here. Still to come, Governor David Patterson. Lydia reports, beat Bernie, and more. Monday morning with Bernie and Sid. We'll be right back. Now, stay entertained and informed with Bernie and Sid in the morning on 77 WABC. Sometimes entertaining, sometimes serious, always compelling. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. Deep within you is the need to do some spring cleaning. But Brian, I have good news for you. All you have to do is point. When our truck pulls up in front of your house, it's time to start dancing. The air is about to smell cleaner. The house is about to look bigger. You're going to be sexier. And everyone is going to clap and cheer. We make junk disappear. We're the people with the clean, shiny trucks that make everyone happy. And that's why they all start dancing. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Going out to Hollywood to film Gemini Lounge. How to get my teeth whitened. And it works, baby. You've been hiding your teeth behind your mask for two years, but you've been hiding your smile all of your life. It's time to boost your confidence. It's time to smile. 
Introducing my friend Marlin Elite Dental Wellness, the office of Dr. Marlin. This is not your typical dental practice, folks. Dr. Marlin practices facial rejuvenation dentistry. They take the time to understand your needs, create a personalized plan, and then employ their pain-free approach to ensure that your smile not only looks flawless, but reflects complete dental wellness. Visit MarlinEliteDental.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-N, EliteDental.com. Same-day teeth with implants, smile makeovers, custom dentures, and non-surgical facelifts. Call Dr. Marlin and schedule your consultation today, 201-335-0112. And tell Dr. Marlin, Sid sent you. New Yorkers are caring. New Yorkers are considerate and giving. And yet, there are thousands of New Yorkers who need sight and life-restoring transplants, and they're depending on us to help. That's why it's so important that we all sign up to become eye, organ, and tissue donors. How do we do that? Just go to idonation.org on our mobile devices, laptops, or computers to enroll in the New York State Donate Life Registry. It only takes a minute. The iBank of New York has provided the beautiful gift of sight to more than 70,000 individuals since 1944. Go to idonation.org. That's idonation.org. Sign up to become an eye, organ, and tissue donor. Give the gift of sight and life to a fellow New Yorker. Become a donor. Sign up today. It only takes a minute to be a caring, considerate, and giving New Yorker. The iBank of New York. Give the gift of sight and life. Nearly 100 years of broadcasting excellence. WJZ New York. On May 1st, 1953, WJZ became WABC. Celebrating 100 years. WABC Talk Radio. WABC AM emerged as the station with the most improved ratings in New York. Join us as we celebrate 100 years. Seventy-seven WABC Radio News, New York's news leader, Deborah Valentine. Every major crime category in New York City. Bob Brown. As long lines continue in most testing facilities. Jacqueline Carl. Searching cases of COVID nineteen. Frank Diaz. Children have not been the driving force behind COVID surges. Lydia Serrani. Regarding the nursing home crisis. And the news never stops. I'm Deborah Valentine. I'm Bob Brown. I'm Jacqueline Carl. I'm Frank Diaz. I'm Lydia Serrani. At WABCRadio.com. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, yeah. Play this. Lou Rafino coming up big. This is Hall and Oates. I believe Man Eater, right? Oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Oh, here she comes. She's a man eater. <laughs> Hey, uh, quickly, before we get to the top of the hour, and Governor David Patterson, leader reports and all that stuff comes your way. You know, especially Mondays, I watch a lot of TV over the weekends. I watch a lot of Netflix, a lot of Prime, a lot of movies. And I've got uh, three really, really good shows and movies I want you to watch. told you about this last week. It's called Shining Veil. And it is not good. It's great. Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear. They did air episode three yesterday. They do one a week. They did two in the, initially about two weeks ago. One yesterday, Shining Veil, which is a kind of a, a horror comedy. 
And Courtney Cox is great. Check that out. And two movies I saw this weekend. One's a very old movie. It's called St. Vincent's. Bill Murray, the Vincent, the saint of Sheepshead Bay, which uh, Naomi Watts, Melissa McCarthy, made me cry very good. But I have to tell you that uh, Will Smith in uh, King Richard, he plays Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams. And you really see how these two young girls in Compton, folks, nobody played tennis. I promise you, nobody played tennis in Compton where Venus and Serena grew up. This guy, Richard, had these girls out every day in the rain, in the heat, with gangbangers and thugs shooting guns all around them and watching them develop into these great tennis players. And the guy that really trained them, Rick Macy, trained my daughter, Ava, down in Boca Raton for six years. Rick went on to train the Williams sisters, Capriati, Roddick, uh, six number ones. The job that Will Smith does in this movie, he may get the Academy Award. It is brilliant, not good, amazing. So check out Shining Veil. You'll love it. A horror comedy with Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear. And King Richard, starring Will Smith as Richard Williams, is a phenomenal movie, and he does a terrific job. Second half of Bernie and Sid on this Monday morning with Hall & Oates. About to come your way. Show heard everywhere in that 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Also on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCRadio.tv. WABCRadio.tv, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. You'll notice something different in the studio this morning. And, uh, you know, just to uh, jump on your uh, TV suggestions, uh, Sydney, I've been watching some TV my damn self. Cool. And, uh, there's something called the Vice Network out there. Yeah, it's 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 a real uh, it's a very liberal network, but they have some really good shows. And one of them, I was uh, glued to every Thursday night. They they run a bunch of uh, these shows. It's called How to Rob a Bank. What? Oh, and it it, it chronicles uh, real bank robbers who have, you know, they rob banks. Cool. Uh, they did they did their time, and then they uh, they they tell their stories, and it absolutely is compelling. On the Vice Network, how to rob a bank, and uh, it, it's just uh, it's good TV. Either way, that's my TV suggestion. But one more because I thought about you last night. Uh, besides this show, which is old, it's very old, but I just got into a bar rescue. There's a show on the Magnolia Network, and uh, same network that carries like HGTV and the ID Channel, all that good stuff. And uh, it's a guy named Andrew Zimmern, Z I M M E R N. And he's got a show entitled Family Dinner on Sunday nights. He does another show, Bernie, that's what I thought about you, where he travels the world from Hungary to Queens. I'm not kidding you, to try the dishes that are most popular in that area. And I thought about the guy, it's not Zimmerman, it's Zimmern, 
Uh, I thought about the guy that you liked that killed himself years ago, the very popular. Oh, yeah. What the hell's his name? Uh, yeah, huge. The, uh, Sunday nights. Anthony Bourdain. Yes, Bourdain. So this guy does the same exact shtick. He's in Budapest. He's in Sweden. He's in Paris. And yesterday he was in Queens because all the old Jewish delis, the, the Queens had the biggest Jewish population, Holocaust survivors. It is the biggest borough, maybe the least respected, but the biggest borough. So he went to Queens yesterday and had all the deli food and then went to Flushing to have all the great Chinese food. Because they say the Chinese food in Queens is every bit as good as Beijing. So anyway, that guy reminds me of, of the guy that you liked, Andrew Zimmern, Z-I-M-M-E-R-N, Family Dinner, Sunday Nights, Magnolia Network. I like it. I like it. By the way, Queens is the probably the biggest melting pot in the country. In the world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Queens is. But I would uh, stay away from in Flushing if they do have wet markets. I'd recommend you stay away from it and, and avoid avoid the bats. Yes. Avoid the bats in yes. particular. Uh, so, yeah, listen, uh, of course, we lost an hour this week. A lot of people of different opinions. Uh, you know, a lot of people pissed off this morning. They lost an hour. It's 8 o'clock now, 8 uh, whatever it is, 8.07. It's technically really 7.07, so you're feeling a little sluggish. But uh, get over it because it's going to stay light later, and that's the payoff. You know, in order to know uh, – True pleasure, you have to know true pain. And that's what we're going through this morning. And, of course, you mentioned earlier, Sydney. of course, Tom Brady is back. He, uh, well, he never, as you say, he never retired in the first place. But uh, either way, my, my take on it is he looked around and, and the wife would say, you got to take the kids here. You gotta, and he's like, I'm going back to football. I, I, I ain't playing it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, an NFL superstar. Uh, but I did read this. Uh, they actually auctioned off one of his footballs. I think it was the last pass he threw. Somebody auctioned it off for half a, a half a million. Half, excuse me, five hundred thousand dollars. Yes, a half a million dollars uh, for a Tom Brady football. Who the hell would pay a half a million dollars for a Tom Brady football? I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm out of the loop. But uh, that happened over the weekend. Also, this week, uh, a week from today, you will have uh, the start of spring. So things are looking up. It snowed. It was like a blizzard on uh, at least out here on Long Island. It's like a blizzard on Saturday. Yeah, New York, but, too, and the city, too. For like, a, like an hour and a half or so, it looked terrible. Terrible. But this what, this week is going to be beautiful. I think by the s- s- Friday, you're going to have temperatures into the 70s. You have the St. Patrick's Day Parade coming up on Thursday. And, uh, and of course, right about now is uh, two years ago, right about this day, I would say give or take a day, is the day the world changed. We closed down everything. Two years ago, and if you think back at it, how eerie it was, I mean, uh, a lot of people are just going to go about their day. But if you think about, you know, you and I went into the studio Penn Station every single day, and it was really, really, it was scary. It was eerie. And that was the day. Two weeks to slow the spread turned into two years of, uh, you know, uh, petty tyrants trying to flex their muscles. And uh, we're just coming out of it now. And the last manifestations of it is, of course, you covered this uh, an hour ago with uh, Kyrie Irving. And, of course, Eric Adams has just he has just said that uh, kids two to five in daycare centers do not have to wear masks. Of course, they're unvaccinated. They can't be vaccinated. But nothing changed. It was just political pressure. These guys have been wrong about everything. It wasn't about the science. It's all about power grabs is what it is. But uh, 
either way, and baseball is back, so things are looking up. This is good. The pandemic's over. I mean, once this war is over, maybe we can start to uh, enjoy life. You're right. It seems to be petering out. And as I mentioned to Rich Lowry, Putin doesn't seem to be the, uh, you know, the Darth Vader type that he was uh, two weeks ago. He just does not. He just seems. Well, I mean, I think he's the same guy. He's, he's no, but, he's, but, he, he does, but he, he doesn't have the wherewithal to do it. Not the money, not the power, none of it. Exactly. You need, you need to, to be able to back it up. He can't back it up. His no. army just let him down big time. His army, his air force, and of course these crazy Ukrainians fighting back like uh, you know good patriots that they are, but uh, they're they're ruthless in their you know this guy's not coming into our country. So anyway, that's all good stuff. And then you had, uh, believe it or not, uh, you know related to that, uh, Joe Biden. You had the specter of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia and the UAE, and, and of course, Biden wants to buy oil from the Saudis, from the Iranians, from the Venezuelans, all these bad actors. But the Saudis and the UAE, they wouldn't even return the phone calls of Joe Biden, the leader of the free world, our commander in chief, uh, the imbecile in chief, as I call him. They wouldn't return his calls to the point where uh, this guy on the comedy, uh, comedy Central, Trevor Noah, you've heard of this guy. He's not a, a big fan. I, I, I passed his uh, place on 12th Avenue on the way into the city in, in uh, the 50s, Midtown, almost every day. Not a big fan. No, he's a fledgling uh, a comedian, a former anti-Semite. He apologized for it, and then they hired him at Comedy Central. But either way, on the UAE and Saudi Arabia not calling back Joe Biden, listen to what he said regarding that and Donald Trump, Trevor Noah Lou. Would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just, like, ban your country from everything. You don't know. <laughs> That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as President Wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'd be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here. We're here. Hello? Too late, Ahmed. You made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. How do you like that? That's actually unbelievable. Really? It How really about is. that? You know, there's, there's, a, there's a, 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 an understanding, an epiphany, an awakening going on that we're being led by utter incompetent fools, by complete, total just laughable uh, characters at the top. And uh, witness uh, Trevor Noah right there. And also, of course, uh, the, the population is, is awakening, uh, is, is, is experiencing an awakening, uh, the electorate itself, to the point where, well, we had the blue wave in Nassau County, New Jersey, Virginia. But uh, down in Texas, you have this uh, fool, this other fool, uh, Beto O'Rourke. He's running for governor. And he was talking to a crowd about critical race theory and listen to uh, this, this very, very progressive, otherwise progressive, uh, you know, woke, uh, 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 skinny weakling, uh, Beto O'Rourke, talk about critical race theory down. And t- he's running for governor. Keep that in mind. He's running for governor. Listen to this clip. Cut 35. And I think you and I probably are both on the same page as well. Um, we, we don't uh, see CRT being taught in our schools right now. It is, it's a course that is taught in law school. No, I don't think it should be taught in, in our schools. Yeah. Bottom line, I don't think critical race theory should be taught. Do you think he'd be saying that in, in well, a year ago, do you think he would have said that? Hell no. Uh, things are changing right here in the United States. You even have this uh, phenomenon where Hispanics are 
breaking away from the left in big numbers. All the polls show it. There's articles being written about the rise of white nationalist Hispanics. I believe that was in the Atlantic magazine. I believe that was the headline. So a lot of people, again, waking up. Uh, you have Bill Maher has been waking up for a long time on the, uh, you know, the, the so-called don't say gay bill. He's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be talking about sex to kids in the early years. And then, of course, last week you had this spectacle. I mean, there was so little racism, really, so little real racism in the United States that, as you know, because we've been chronicling it for years here on the Bernie and Sid show, they have to make it up. They have to make racism up. They have to make these hoaxes up. The, the hands up, don't shoot hoax. Michael Brown. You had uh, all kinds of Covington kids hoax, the NASCAR news hoax, and, of course, the Jussie Smollett hoax. This all broke last Thursday. I know you know about it. Uh, Jussie Smollett's sentence. It was the best thing to watch in the world. The judge j- just lecturing, uh, tearing this guy a new one, this this uh, race-baiting, uh, 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 filthy mutt, this uh, this this hate crime hoaxer is what he was. This is what it sounded like when he was sentenced. I'm sure you heard it, but take a listen again. You will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail, and that will start today, right here, right now. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I am not suicidal. Shut up. I am not suicidal. Get in the cell. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. So either way, that was uh, a rewarding thing to watch after, you know, the smug little uh, POS for for months and even years actually proclaiming his innocence. As a matter of fact, he wouldn't have gotten any uh, jail time at all if he hadn't perjured himself on the stand during this trial in which he, he, he continued to proclaim his innocence, that he was attacked by, you know, some some white MAGA, wear, MAGA hat wearing uh, white guys in the middle of the night in Chicago. But it, it just you have to remember, never forget the people who bought into it, people like Joe Biden, people like all the media, the whole media was on Jussie Smollett's side. Well, oh, the worst Jussie. one was uh, Robin Roberts. Good morning, she was, America. She was that despicable. was pathetic. It was pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked Robin Roberts, cancer survivor, great with sports, good host. Always liked her. Always. That was a day I lost all respect for her. And by the way, her partner there, number ninety-two, the great Michael Strahan, uh, also also was pathetic in his display. But hey, there are black people, and 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 that's uh, most of the time. Even smart black people do silly things like buy into hoaxes when they should know better. Well, yeah, when they should know, but it makes you think that they harbor some racism in their hearts. Of course, it was clear of course. that this thing had major holes in it. There was no reason she embraced it lock, stock, and barrel. Oh, she started crying, as did the whole media. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, during that interview with her, he made one of the most ridiculous statements. He said he said a lot of things, but this is one of the things he said, and it bears repeating because we had to go through this thing with uh, Smollett for months. It, we can go through this for a couple of days, the aftermath, and revel in his uh, conviction. Listen to what he said to Robin Roberts. If I had said it was a Muslim or a Mexican uh-huh. or someone black, I feel like the doubters would have supported me a lot much more, a lot more. And that <laughs> says a lot about the place that we are in our country right now. The fact that we have these fear mongrels, these people that are 
trying to separate us and it's just not okay see this guy's crazy burn this guy i know he's he's in a psych ward right now he he legitimately is crazy and he is in a psych ward right now right now well yeah sure of course yeah he's he's and they're putting him in a federal uh institution he's supposed to be in the city jail which is a real tough 150 days to do but he's in a federal facility in a psych ward in protective custody, so he's going to have a cake uh, 150 yeah, days, yeah. sadly. But anyway, that's the kind of piece of garbage he was. Well, that's why and- I made the point on Friday that I really thought that his sentence, I don't know, he was facing no jail time, so I'll take whatever we can get, Bernard. But, I mean, what this guy could have done, I mean, the, the country was a tinderbox back then. Exactly. Race was a big issue. This moron could have easily, easily inspired somebody to go kill somebody so I think in the end, sometimes, I know it's kind of like Minority Report, that Tom Cruise, me, Cruise movie, you arrest people for what they're thinking. But I think in the end, sometimes the intention has to be taken in. And I think he, he, got, uh, he got a pretty good deal. I mean, he, he should have done years. Easily, easily could have incited a race war. And may, maybe that's what he was hoping for. Could have incited riots. Could have done a lot of damage. Plus, the resources he took away from the, the Chicago PD as kids are getting shot in the streets. I mean, no, what he did was, was awful. And 150 days is not near enough time for Agreed. this uh, this mutt. And one more thing, uh, you heard the clips last week of Kamala Harris cackling in Poland, in Romania, embarrassing herself. Uh, you know, looking at the Polish president, the Romanian president, to uh, bail her out when they wouldn't. She had no answer for anything. And one thing, she she ignored a question on inflation. She just bust out, ignored the question, didn't answer it. Then she was back in D.C. on Saturday. And she was speaking in front of some group, and she implied something. Well, listen to the clip. This is cut nine. Listen to it and see if you can figure out what's wrong with it. Cut nine, Louis. So I will say what I know we all say, and I will say over and over again. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance. So there you have her implying that the Ukraine is part of NATO. Of course, it's not. And the White House, if, after the, that speech, in the transcript they put out, they actually altered her words. They altered it to make it sound like uh, not what she said, which was what you, you just heard right there, implying that Ukraine is part of NATO. We stand in defense of Ukraine uh, with our NATO allies. Ukraine is not part of NATO. That's why we're not fighting there right now. So, in other words, uh, just idiocy, stupidity, ignorance, Incompetence, identity politics on display at the top of uh, at the top of the power game here in uh, in the United States. I mean, that's why Joe Biden picked her was because of the way she looked, because of her genitals, and this is what we get. And it's just they're laughing at us, and we're in big trouble because we have these two morons for three years. And by the way, the people that handle her as well. And where the hell is this uh, Defense Secretary uh, General Lloyd Austin? I mean, I see all these clowns out on the TV shows on Sundays, whatever the hell it is. I don't see this guy Austin anywhere, the defense no. secretary. I, Last time I saw him was uh, at the State of the Union, patting himself on the back like right. he's some hero. I mean, yeah. Like he's Schwarzkopf. Is, <laughs> this guy, I mean, who, who's running the country? I don't know. It's it's uh, uh, Just keep hope alive. Spring starts a, a week from today. St. Patrick's Day is Thursday. And uh, that's all you need to know. It's, uh, just, uh, just dwell on the positive. Right now on the Bernie and Sitcher, 1-800-848-9222. We're going to speak to Governor David Patterson. We have Lydia reports, and we're right back after these short messages. 
This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. I had, a, I had to play a little Kanye West because, my God, the poor guys are about to jump off a bridge. You know, I actually watched the um, the Kanye documentary on, on Netflix last week. I forgot to tell you that. And it was brutal. What Way too difficult to watch. did you see what happened with him and Pete Davidson? I mean, Pete Davidson, like he, he's like, stop being a, a, a pee. A pussy. And he said... Yeah, that's the oh, word. I, I, I didn't know if I... Well, I said I'm, it. I'm fine, I said it. That's right, I said it. He's calling him a boy bitch. <laughs> yeah, and then he was like, yeah, he's like, oh, where are you at? He's like, I'm in bed with your wife. It's like, oh, my God, shots fired. And then I was showing my husband the the text, the alleged text messages. And my husband's like, he's basically implying that his member is bigger than Kanye's. Well, it's, he's uh, like, look, so, at, read between the lines. That's what he's saying. Well, supposedly Pete Davidson is like a modern day Milton Berle. To be completely honest, he's supposed to be huge in that area. Just saying. Well, well, well that's I can tell you. He is a big uh, D word, if you know what I'm saying. I'm taking Kanye's well, side. Oh God, no! Really? Over Pete Davidson? Ugh. Yes. Uh, why? Because he. I well, know, I Trump. am taking a little bit of Kanye's side because he did talk about he doesn't want North on TikTok, and she was singing along with this emo song about girls liking, and then he was singing about uh, leftists, yeah, yeah, yeah. radicals. They uh, don't want the father to be involved in the uh, kids' lives and have no control over them, and and he doesn't <laughs> like the school that she's going to. So there is some sanity mixed in with that insanity. He, he's that showing is Kanye he's showing West. a bit of maturity these days. He used to be a wild can, and remember. Uh, George Bush don't care about black people. All the, all, I think he's uh, he's come a long way since uh, those no, days, I believe. No, he doesn't. No, no. Well, compared to Pete Davidson, well, he has. <laughs> Maybe well, that's the true. Democrat, uh, uh, so I, I was going to, the Democrats have, speaking of that song's power, speaking of powerless and feckless, that's our leadership, they have why everybody's so outraged by the gas prices that we're seeing right now. Listen to former Attorney General Heidi Heitkamp. She was also served as a U.S. Senator for North Dakota. She says it's a very simple reason why we're all freaked out. She was on ABC News. Take a listen. Although, if you look at the numbers, uh, inflation—that's not the right. Really started. That's not the right one. Can I just say that is an artificially low price that you're starting from? Uh, And when you do inflation adjustment, this isn't the highest price we've had in the last 20 years. In fact, George Herb Walker Bush and under the George Bush administration—that's not the right one. It's a short one. Basically, Uh, she was saying, "Just get used to it. It's not that bad." She said, "We're because we are. We shouldn't be used to two dollar gas." That's right. what she was saying. She's like, "We shouldn't be used to two dollar gas." How dare now, you get used um, to uh, Trump's speak, gas prices? Speaking of what you were saying before the break, Bernie, I found we got the clip of Kamala Harris. Just how she was specifically asked by a reporter, "How long are we going to see these gas prices, inflation, all et cetera, et cetera, go up?" Take a listen to the whole exchange. It is beyond ridiculous. I. I, I, don't, I can't, no words can even describe it. So and can I just preface it, it. preface it by saying when you listen to it, that at the beginning she hesitates. And what she's doing while she's hesitating, she's looking over at the, the uh, I believe it's the Romanian president, hoping he will talk to save her from answering the question. Yes. That's what the, the hesitation at the beginning is. So go ahead. How long should Americans expect How long should we be bracing for this really sort of historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices? 
There you go. <laughs> wait, wait. She, th- she starts talking. Wait. In terms of uh, the discussions that the president, Johannes, and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him not even explain in more it. detail as he would like. Uh, but <laughs> we are, again, fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the president, with his administration here about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look <laughs> at the map. Unbelievable. What is she talking about? Is she not listening? What is Completely ignored the question. Totally ignored it. She didn't have an answer. And, again, that hesitation at the beginning. The whole time she's looking over at the Romanian president, please talk. And he, he kept pointing back at her, no, you talk, lady. And then she, she rambled on about what she rambled on about, ignoring the question completely. An embarrassment. They're laughing at us. This is the best we have to send over to a Europe uh, to, to mitigate a military conflict. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, it is. But, yeah, now they're saying the average American household spends about $300 extra a month due to the this tax on the poor. So if we're tax on the poor and the middle class, so if we're p- paying these high prices and Janet Yellen is saying that we're going to see these prices at least go up for the next year. That's because until Biden is out of office, this this is it. This is it. This is we're stuck with this until he gets out of office because he's talking about talking to Iran, the nuclear deal, getting oil from Venezuela and there and Saudi Arabia, UAE. But nowhere are they talking about drilling right here. It's sad. And I, I don't even know what else to say, but 81 million people, supposedly, this is what they wanted, right? It's inexplicable. It really is. It's uh, suicidal. It can't be that this that, that's stupid. The answer is clear. You know, drill here. Uh, let the pipelines you know, do everything, frack, build nuclear facilities, whatever it is. The answers are clear. We need energy. We're not ready yet for uh, to go electric. We're not ready for, you know, solar and windmills and electric cars. We're just not ready. We have the resources. We can do it, and they know it. And the reason why they're not doing it, 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 it can't be stupidity because it has to be intentional. Uh, again, I mentioned this earlier. So you're going to drill for oil in uh, Iran, and you're going to drill for oil in Venezuela, and that's okay. That's going to hurt the environment. So what's the difference if we drill here in the United States? Not only will we get the benefit of the oil and the energy and all that stuff, we will create jobs. It's a no-brainer, and the reason why they don't do it, it makes no sense. You can't say it's stupidity. It has to be some other nefarious reason. They hate this country, and... uh, they're hell bent on seeing it destroyed. That's the only, it's the only explanation I can think of. We do have to go, but the one thing I have heard from a lot of experts, including John Katzmatidis, who has his show tonight at five o'clock. You don't want to miss it. Is now become the number one five o'clock show across the country. Cats at night. Damn All right. Biden needs to do. That's right. All Biden needs to do to get these prices down right away is is put out a speech. Because it's called the futures. It's sending out a message. Hey, guess what? We're going to ramp up our oil production. We're not going to rely on you. Because, yes, we are being price gouged. Yes, the oil companies are refusing to pump more. Because why should they? Why should they? So all you would have to do to send out a signal that would automatically, not dramatically, but it would automatically bring down the prices, put out a speech, put out a national televised uh, you know, conference or whatever. And even President, former President Trump said the same thing. He said... That's all he would need to do. This wouldn't happen if he were president. And here we are. But Biden refuses to do it because, like Trump said, like we've all been saying, he's afraid of AOC and the radical left.
That's all it's about. He's just well, afraid because they'd rather stay in power than, get, than keep America safe and keep Americans able to put food on their table. Ultimately, Trump is always right. He always <laughs> and yeah, they're afraid. They're spineless. Uh, they're, yeah, they're afraid of the AOCs, all that stuff. Oh, you know, all the lefties. It's just I, I, I'm sick of the whole thing. They they all make me want to vomit. And uh, there's concern for the future of this country. November of 2022, November of this year can't come fast enough. We need some sort of change, and we need it fast, Lydia Serrani. Hey, that was a great report. Thank you for it. And it's 5 o'clock tonight. Lydia with uh, Mr. Katzmatidis on uh, Cats at Night, 5 o'clock. Traffic and sports is coming up. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh, we'll have Bill O'Reilly. So he always has some great insight. And uh, yeah, and, and you got my friend coming up, Governor David Patterson, who I'm sure will be talking about Governor Cuomo. He's going to be meeting with Ruben no, Diaz. No, he's not. He's, he's not. He's coming no. on to talk about Pi Day. So we'll, you'll, you'll hear. Just keep it tuned right here. Pi Day. He's very but excited. But that's a new story. So Cuomo is now going to meet with him on Thursday. And and Diaz is saying that Cuomo has to ask Hochul for her support. I, this Cuomo's is running. not about. He is running for governor. This Watch. is Pi Day. Damn it. Apple he pie. can't wait, Patterson. Pie day. He's got a he's got a crossword puzzle on his shirt, the whole thing. He's very excited, so <laughs> look at him. He's actually in studio, so it's gonna be fun, Burn. Lydia's gonna be great. Thank you, Lydia, very much. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call one 800 862 6970 and also receive a one thousand dollar credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. So let me take you back to a um, good song, Louis Lurafino. Let me take you back to uh, last Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. I don't know. So uh, John Katsimatidis, my man, Chad Lopez, all the guys here and girls, they invited me to the Harvard Club. Never been there before and probably never go back. But it's a lovely place. It was very, very nice. And we were well represented that day, WABC. It was a PAL luncheon which was a great cause and a great cause, which John and Margot uh, take very, very big part in all the time. Wonderful organization. I was very proud to be there. Uh, but uh, as part of this PAL luncheon, the governor, Kathy Hochul, spoke. That was about the longest 15 minutes of my life, by the way. But anyway. Shoot me. <laughs> but moving away from that, when it was over, I walked over to Hochul's table and Governor David Patterson happens to be there. And the governor was really, really very, very nice and friendly. Big fan, Sid, Lou and Bernie, blah, blah, blah. And he said, do you know what Monday is? And I'm like, no, Dave, I have no idea what's Monday. And he said, pie day. And I'm thinking, Bernie, I'm thinking apple pie, cherry pie, pizza pie. I'm like, sure. I'm like what the hell is pie day? He's like, well, you know the mathematical equation for pi. And I'm like, this guy's got to be kidding me, right? And then I said, oh, my God, that's actually kind of cool. So today is, in fact, pi day. And, and Governor Patterson says, I need to come on Monday and talk about pi day. I said, anyway, there's no way, Bern, I'm going to say no to Governor Patterson anyway. But he was so enthusiastic about this, I couldn't believe it. So kind of, isn't that it's unbelievable? It's kind of random. Uh, yes, at, at the Havid Club uh, right. to be bringing up Pi Day. But, pie uh, Day. 
Yeah, but, but, he, but, but nevertheless. It was great. He was great. So with that said, sitting to my left and joining the Bernie and Sid show, once again, the esteemed and cute, you're so cute, uh, <laughs> Governor David Patterson. Happy Pi Day. Well, thank you. Uh, th- thank you. Uh, uh, the reason I had to cap for, clap for Ke- Kevin Durant is that uh, – when I was school age in 1959, the New York City public school system would not put a blind student in the class with the other students. And that was just how it was. You had to go to these private schools. So my mom found this district in Hempstead, Long Island. And I grew up in Long Island. So that's how I became a Nets fan. Julius Serving oh, sure. was from the same neighborhood that I was, although I've never met him. But Pi Day is March 14th, 314, just like 3.14, which is the closest that in, the schools get to understanding Real pi, which is an irrational number. It goes on forever. They've measured it up, some say, over 60 trillion uh, numbers and can't get to the end of it. Some people and, and you say... Could, and you, you could actually uh, mention all 60 trillion or something, right? You're, you're that adept. Uh, that... I can't get up to 60 trillion, but I've been known to do a couple of thousand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Then where do you do this? Like like Maria Zan, he just like, well, what, what, where do you do this? Where does this happen? I, I, I do it at home when I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> So w- were you a math wizard uh, oh growing God. up in school? You, you aced math? Yeah, I, I kind of was. And so it always fascinated me. But what I did not know until I was actually the governor of the state of New York, one day my son said to me that Pi Day in the school system is they have a contest to see how many of the students, uh, how, uh, which of the students can recite the most numbers of Pi. So in honor of all those students, I'm here today. How far do they usually get? Wow. This is fascinating to me. The, I can't uh, believe this. They, they uh, you know, some of them get uh, pretty far. Now, I, what I will do so that you don't lose all your sponsors <laughs> and people don't change the dollars, I will recite a couple of hundred and I'll do it in under a minute. No way. You could do a couple oh, yeah. of hundred in under a minute. Now, now obviously, said you can see me. You can tell. Right. Uh, I don't have any special devices. Nothing. There's no props, nothing. You could blindfold me. That still wouldn't well, you help. May have, well, you may have something taped like a wire under your shirt. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to get naked or you don't right. want to No, that? no, no. Okay. I'll, I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. So here, here we go. 3. 3.14159265358973238462643382795. O two eight eight four one nine seven one six nine three nine nine three seven five one zero five eight two oh nine seven four nine four four five nine two three oh seven eight one six four oh six two eight six two oh eight nine nine eight six two eight oh three four eight two five three four two one one seven oh six seven nine. That's the first hundred. The second hundred oh is eight two one four eight oh eight six five one three two eight two three oh six six four seven oh nine three four Six zero nine five five zero five eight two two three one seven two five three five nine four zero eight one two eight four eight one 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 seven four five zero two eight four one zero two seven zero one nine three eight five two one one zero five 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 nine six four four six two two nine four eight nine five four nine three zero three eight one nine six. That's it. Two hundred. Wow. Uh, David you know, Patterson. Now you're just showing. You're, you're, just, you're just showing off at this point. Come on, man. That was yeah, amazing. I know. I know. Uh, that's very impressive. Well, that, I mean, you know, the Curtis Sleeve can't do that. that well, that's why you. <laughs> Elliot Spitzer uh, couldn't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why I had to take them all out. I had to take them all out. Wow, oh, man, that was, that was terrific. That that's really why is. when you hear people say, you know, and I hate to drag this into it, but when people say math is racist, I mean, that's the most ridiculous, stupid thing. That was brilliant. No, that was un- the unbelievable. The greatest pirate cider in the country is a black man. Exactly. Uh, uh, math really was not, not even as much a tool of education as it was a... Uh, a way of life. So in the Book of Kings, they talk about a ship that they're asked to build 
that God told them to build to get out of a, a difficult situation. And they have the measurements of what the ship should be, which, you know, what the circle should be, which would be pi. And critics have said that the Bible was wrong, but a number of mathematicians have come forward to say that that is as accurate as any other measurement of pi. So it's, it, this is, has nothing to do with color. It has to do with computation and uh, studying and, and discipline. And I think that's what we need to get back into the schools and get the mass out. Wow. I, every time you're on this show, whether it's with me and Bernard or one time, actually with me and Curtis during MLK Day, I'm floored. And I mean this sincerely, how brilliant you are. Governor David Patterson, what a, what a smart guy. Nice guy, too, don't get me wrong, but a brilliant, brilliant guy. Let me take it back to the Harvard Club before. Oh, no. No, but before the pie. Don't you want to hear a couple hundred more, um, Sid? Yeah. No, before we leave, we'll do a couple of hundred more. Okay. Uh, no, that's okay. Hochul did speak that day, and uh, I was uh, at the table behind you doing my best not to be Lauren Boebert at the State of the Union and start blurting out stuff. <laughs> but I did. I was able to maintain my cool. What did you think of uh, of what Hochul said that day? You know, I, I, listen, Dave, I've heard enough about the illegal guns. She's not going to be able to stop it. Nobody can. But you can certainly stop the people who are firing those guns, especially people who have fired those guns 29 times, 44 times, 63 times. I'm getting tired of hearing about the guns, I'll, Dave. Somebody's got to shoot them. I'll tell you what I honestly think. Uh, I've known Kathy Hochul for 15, 16 years. Um, she comes from a very conservative area in Buffalo, and yet as a Democrat, she was elected to Congress. I think that uh, Kathy Hochul's actual views, you would appreciate a lot more than what she was talking about at the luncheon, where she talked about public safety and that type of thing. But it was very cursory. It wasn't getting to the real issues. And look, right now, Bail reform is not the major cause of the big increase in crime, but it is the major situation that people have identified as, as demonstrating the inability of elected officials and policymakers to address the issues of the time. So there were some good things that the bail reform did do, uh, did do but it did some things that were ridiculous, and it needs to be corrected, and someone needs to stand up and say it. It's my opinion. That if Governor Cuomo gets in the race, he might be that person. And in spite of all the reasons that he shouldn't be elected, it would strike at the hearts of voters because no one in the Democratic primary, except for Tom Swasey, who just isn't doing that well in the polls, has really addressed that issue. No, Governor David Patterson on the Bernie and Sid show. Governor, you say the, uh, the, the no-cash bail law did some things that were ridiculous. Did some things that were bloody, deadly, just outright, you know, murderous, awful. And you, you say you imply that Kathy Hochul has some principles in backing the no-cash bail law. I say she's worried about the prim- being primary. I say she's uh, she's afraid. She's pandering is what she's doing. Well, but because anyone with well, common sense like yourself realizes that it needs to be reformed. Because and, of, go ahead. Uh, no, I I agree with you, Bernie. And here's. Here's actually a a point that I haven't heard anyone bring up. Eric Adams. Now, I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm saying Eric Adams started speaking out against that issue during the primary and he got elected. Then he started speaking about it even more after he uh, won the general election. No one from the left has attacked him. Nobody has. Well, you know, he has. uh, And I hate to invoke this as well. He's a black man. He He could do that. He has that. You know, he's a former cop, and he's a black man from the streets. So, uh, you know, he, he has some cover to do it. She's a white lady 
from up north, uh, Buffalo. You know, she's going to be primaried by some real progressives. Yeah, you're right, Bernie. And that's what I think the fear might be there. But I have this view that when people start mugging people, shooting them on the ground or uh, robbing stores, um, they don't take the time out to check the voter registrations of the people that they're robbing. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say is that people on the left are just as afraid to walk around. Don't let them kid you as everybody else's. The crime rate, I remember the crime rate in the 80s, and that was related to the crack epidemic. So that was compartmentalized into certain neighborhoods. If you stayed out of those areas, you were basically okay. Right. You can get attacked on 61st Street and Park Avenue yes. now. Yes. And because of that, I think whoever speaks out about it, uh, Eric Adams, as a former policeman and an African-American, m- maybe there's an easier path for him. But if you, if you, if you want to be governor, and I think Kathy Hochul is capable of being a great governor, sometimes you've got to take those positions. I had to take a position about closing a $21.3 billion budget gap, uh, gap, which was worse than what the progressives ever thought Governor Pataki did. But it saved the state for going into default. And last I checked, not only did the state not fall into the ocean, but neither did I. <laughs> you know, it's funny. John Katsimatidis always talks about these common sense Democrats. And I can't find them. I can't find them. Then you come in and I go, there's one. There's one right there. The great Governor mm-hmm. David Patterson. Now, before we let you go. All that stuff was great. Hochul, Eric Adams, budget, all that stuff is great. But you're here for a reason. Today is Pi Day. You've given us 200. Give me 200 more right now. I'll, I'll give you 100 more. Let's go. 442 uh, 213-393-6072-602-491-4127-3. That was Lindsey wow. Graham's telephone number right there. Uh, yeah. the last <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, can I take this opportunity to invite the governor back to recite more pie numbers? Governor, what are you doing on Saturday? <laughs> Sorry, I'm free. <laughs> come on, come, come on. on in. Now, did you ever get anything less than an A in any math class, calculus, geometry, trigonometry? Well, A's everywhere, right? You know what happened when, when I was in the 10th grade? Most of the geometry was on the blackboard. Right. So I had a lot of trouble with geometry. And the <laughs> teacher funny. didn't want me to stand by the blackboard, so right. that was a problem. Right. right. But any place where I could get to actually see the numbers or, or hear them, I, I, I could uh, – Hang with pretty much anybody. Well, in any conversation, wow. you can hang with pretty much anybody. You were great here today with me and Bernie. You're always great, whether it's me and Bernard or John Katz and Matides. You're such a, such a smart, nice guy, Governor Patterson. We love having you here. So thank you so much, not only for coming on this morning, but coming at the studio. That was great. Thank you, Sid, and thank you, Bernie. It was great for you guys to have me in and uh, have to come back and... We'll talk a little NCAA next time. Oh. A real pleasure, Governor. Thank a real you. pleasure. Do you have a team you're rooting for? Uh, Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> and that affirms once and for all a feeling that was, uh, you know, held toward me on Saturday Night Live that I don't like people from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Governor David Patterson. (laughs) We'll come back with the fourth and final hour of the Monday edition of Bernie and say that's a great appearance right after these words.
Lou Rafino, you know a lot of stuff. Quarter flash here as we start the final hour of today's show. Bernie and Sid, Bernie back today. Uh, talk about being back today. Bernie is back, but today is the last day for this annoying Dave Choksi. I see this guy on uh, commercials every two minutes, these uh, New York commercials. First it was, of course, get vaccinated, wear your masks, don't don't uh, touch anybody's private parts, blah, 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 blah. And uh, now he's changed that narrative to, well, not going past COVID. Make sure you eat right. Make sure you work out. So he's the New York City Health Commissioner, and he's an annoying little bastard. And he's uh, he, he does those commercials with, with the black guy who looks great in the suit and that the nice tie. You know what I'm talking about, Bernie. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Torian Easterling or That's something. That's right. Very good. Him and uh, some, some other woman. There are like three of them. And they are so annoying. Oh. Ubiquitous. Uh, Ubiquitous on the left side, but <laughs> yeah. either way, get out. Get dude. out. Shut up. Stop telling me what to eat, what to do, what right. to wear. I mean, geez, sick Dave, of it. You ever look at this guy? This guy looks like he's like Sweeney Murdy. I mean, Dave Choksi <laughs> weighs about eighty pounds, soaking wet. He's going to tell me how to live my life, right. how to be healthy. You nuts! I could, I could bench press this guy forty times. Dave I think he's Choksi. leaving. I, I think he's leaving. Uh, by the way, I think like this is his last week or whatever. No, today's his last day. Oh, today's his last day. Yeah, you're all over. Well, it, well, it couldn't come fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to see him on TV tomorrow, so you better uh, you better tape those. Uh, what do you call that? What you've got there, Bernie? Which you watch shows? Um, oh, what do you call that? Uh, DVR. Is that what it's called? DVR. Yeah, of course. DVR. Yes. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to use you're, it. You're all over it. I don't know how to use it. I've never used a DVR in my whole That's life. Deep. I actually forego watching shows. Because I can't watch two shows at once because I'm too stupid to figure out how to use a DVR. I, I don't know that. which is worse, the fact that you can't DVR a show or right. you can't ride a bike. I don't know which is worse. Uh, they're both pretty bad, Bern. <laughs> yeah. They're both pretty bad. But but what I did do was sit down with a lady in this studio who, uh, by the way, Governor David Patterson is uh, so isn't impressive. He great? He's oh, so my great. God. Yeah, he really is. And such a nice guy, right? Exactly. Super guy. So I sat down a couple of weeks ago in this studio, and I got to thank Frank Morano for getting it done because he was oh, a guy. Oh, by that, the way, just one one tidbit. Yeah. yeah, Governor David Patterson. Excuse me for interrupting. He's married to Curtis Lee's ex-wife. Yeah, I brought Marie up during the conversation. That's right. And uh, Curtis can do what uh, David Patterson can do. <laughs> oh snap! So uh, Frank Morano uh, set up this interview with this uh, cute little uh, Russian spy who's Asian. You know, I expected somebody to walk in and look like Anna Kornikova, you know, blonde or like uh, Justin's girlfriend, this uh, Lisa. Well, She's I hate b- to tell you, uh, uh, half of Asia is, uh, half of Russia is in Asia. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So she uh, she comes in. She's a knockout. Is that fair to say, Just You were here when she was here. Yeah, she's a very uh, beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah, she's wearing a Ralph Lauren sweater with the American flag on it, very patriotic, loves this country, lives in California. Is now a model, and she was here for Fashion Week in New York City that week. That's why she came into the studio. And she did this whole interview about Putin. This was right before Putin invaded the Ukraine. In fact, the very last question of our 12 minutes together, I asked her if she thought Putin was going to uh, was going to invade the Ukraine. But she told the whole story, and I know, Bernie, you saw this, of how when she was uh, a teenager, her father, who fought in the military, her grandfather also fought, sent her to this school. This uh, kind of like boarding school where they taught you how to be a spy. They taught you how to get information from people. And included wow. in that was you had to have sex. I'm not kidding you now. You had to have sex with all of the teachers, all of them. And, of course, she admitted to me during that conversation that she acquired most of her conversation over the years as a spy by having sex with both both men and women. 
Let's go back to that conversation, specifically the part where she talks about sleeping with the commanders to become a spy. This is Aliyah Rosa 1, and then I'll tell you why we're playing these cuts. Go ahead, Lou. Are you a very sexual person in nature, or you were taught you had to be this way to be good at your job? Well, let's say when I was 18, Mm. I was virgin. You were virgin. And when I started to study all that, I had to practice with my colleagues and my commanders who actually had to have sex with every single student Come in on. order yes in order them to pass exams and to see what they've been learning so i was virgin and i was i was raped i was sexually harassed every single day and that's what happening if you well, how many different commanders and teachers do you think you had to sleep with during this uh with all of them uh, give me a number um, at that um, academy, we had around like 10 oh male <laughs> and uh, three female teachers. That's a lot. Uh, she's giving the thumbs Damn. up if you're watching this on WABCRadio.tv. Once again, happy birthday. Nice job by Eric Salas, WABCRadio.tv. So this girl, Bernie, had to sleep with all of her commanders and teachers before she even got into the business, where, again, she admitted that sleeping with people is how she acquired most of her information. Well, the, the latter part, sleeping with people, is how she acquired most of her information. Doesn't shock me, but uh, you can see why a lot of people want to be teachers and commanders in uh, <laughs> good old Russia. Good Lord. Oh, my God. Uh, listen, these oh people, my are, God. These people are freaks. Oh, my God. That is wild. Wild. So it turns out she has this uh, – she has to spy on some guy, and he's a bad – I guess he's, he's on the other side. She ends up falling in love with the guy. And I think he got murdered, but she fell in love with the guy, and then she decided after all this she wanted to get out. And I'm like, well, wait a second. You know, like in the mob, Bernie, you decide one day you've had enough. You can't can't just get out. No, no. Well, she said in her case it wasn't all that difficult. This is Ali Arosa, number two. How do you get out of a job like this? If you're smart enough and you know the system, you can really do this. So I felt like I'm in that box, in that matrix, like in a trap I cannot do anything, but I felt that. But I changed my name a few times, and I literally just like quit, and I I left. I just, just I just left. fled the, the country. Yes, I never never came back. Never, never. Came back. never. Sweetheart, I, you're all over Instagram. You're a fashion a model. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it's not. It's not. You're like it's like Henry Hill. He used to call the Howard Stern Show. If you're hiding out, you're not doing a very good job of hiding. You don't care at this point. You think you're you're safe now. I do. Yes, I do. Say, I do feel safe now because I'm in America, and this is my home, and. You know, they give me everything. Mm. I, I love this country. I lived in Switzerland, France, United Kingdom, Italy, and I've never been um, so feeling so secure. So I get a text from uh, Miss Rosa on Friday, 310 number. She lives in California. And she goes, Sydney, sweetheart, go take a look at TMZ. You're, in, you're on TMZ right now. And I said, I am. And uh, sure enough, uh, there it is right there on WABCRadio.tv, the Bernie and Sid in the morning video with the Bernie and Sid in the morning name, a picture of me, a picture of Miss Rosa, and TMZ. And uh, the amount of hits that this thing received over the weekend was gigantic when you consider that this is still, even though it's petering out some, as you mentioned earlier, Bernie, it's still the biggest story in the country, in the world, Ukraine, Russia. Now you had a hot chick with sex and murder and espionage, and you know that Bernie and Sid had a hot weekend on TMZ. Yeah, that was an amazing uh, turn of events there. 
TMZ and her. By the way, she reminds me of, uh, I guess, the, uh, the, the the communist Chinese do the same thing. Remember Fang Fang? I do. Eric yes. Swalwell? Yes. yes. She was exactly the, the, the same type of person, except she was here in this country, you know, compromising uh, our own politicians. In this case, it was uh, the, the, the perennial loser, Eric Stolwell, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess that's uh, a thing in these uh, communist countries, these dictatorial countries. What? You want to serve your country? That's right. Is that a it bad kind word? Of apply- it applies, doesn't it? <laughs> it actually works here. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to sleep for your country. Come on. Well, uh, listen, like I said, I said your father is okay sending you to a school like that, knowing full well every teacher is going to bang you along the way. And she's like, well, he's a patriot. I said, okay. Here's one for the country. My own daughter. How about that for the country? That is that is, <laughs> I mean, that is highly screwed up. Well, I will tell you this. As soon as she left the studio, um, I would say 50% of the people that, Bernie, that day, Bernie, were like, oh, my God, that was the best thing you've ever heard. That was great. This lady. And the other 50% said, she's kidding, right? She's like, a liar. Right. Didn't believe a, a word of yeah. it. So when you read the story over the weekend and saw that interview, uh, what did you think? Honestly, honestly. Well, listen, I, I, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to know. She wouldn't, if she didn't say what she said, she wouldn't have been in TMZ. So you put, connect those two dots right there, and there's it's an incentive for her to lie. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I just don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm not going to call her a liar. But uh, I would be skeptical. Uh, let's just say that I'm skeptical. Well, and you can't really fact check it. I mean, it's not like Putin is going to, you know, all of a sudden take a timeout from a bombing Kiev and uh, make a call to somebody and say, hey, this girl's crazy. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she, she's not, she wasn't uh, that high profile a figure. In other words, uh, Putin was notorious for poisoning enemies, right. even, ab- even abroad. Right. But uh, you mean abroad? I don't, I, I don't you mean, mean abroad? I don't mean a girl. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, he, yeah, he would do, you know, poison him in England, other places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's just not, she wasn't that high profile. No, no, no. If, in fact, she was who she says she was. Well, she uh, said knows? during the conversation that she didn't have, you know, she didn't meet with Putin. Her job, actually, believe it or not, folks, was to corral drug lords from Afghanistan. That was her job. It had nothing to do with uh, Putin or Russia or Ukraine. It was to, uh, you know, to, 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 to find these drug lords coming out of Afghanistan. But at the very end, I asked her, I said, did you ever sleep with Putin? She said, no. I said, would you want to? And her answer was, who wouldn't? And I was like, you know what? Can't argue that. Who wouldn't? <laughs> who yeah, wouldn't uh, want to sleep with Putin? Well, there is a certain uh, part of the population in Russia that loves the hell out of Putin. They love what he's doing trying to bring the Soviet empire back, uh, the empire in general, prior to the Soviet Union. They love Putin, the strength, you know, his nationalism, his pride in Russia, all things Russia. Oh, crazy and is course, attractive. He, crazy, you remember, and his, his masculinity, yeah, right. all that stuff. You remember when we had that uh, social media girl, I forgot her name, but she was blonde and attractive, and, you know, she really got the Instagram account at its brilliance. Oh, right, said, right, right, right. I remember she came at the studio one day, and she was like, she wanted to sleep with Putin. And we were like, what? Not only that, she she was praising Stalin. Stalin, that's Stalin, remember that? That's right. I was talking to her, and she yes. was like, I said, yes. Stalin? And she, yeah. I said, you don't have a problem with Stalin? She goes, no. No. No, he Yet. was good, he was good for Russia. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. When it comes to these Russians, man. Man, they don't mess around. They are they, good to they, go. They, 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 they are not off the hook. 
And a lot of times, uh, you know, I've said it before, I mean, I don't mean to be sweep with a broad brush, but they're kind of barbaric. They're kind of, they're kind of out there, these Russians. Well, it's funny. You say they're kind of barbaric and sitting right in front of me. You can't see him right now. It's Justin Ellick. He's now inside the studio with me since Lou took over the board. And you would think, being he's got a, uh, a Russian girlfriend, soon to be his fiance, he's down to 11 months now, that he, yeah. would, uh, he would shake his head. No, he is actually shaking his head in agreement. Bernie said they're barbarians, and you nodded your head yes. Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, it resonates with me probably in a different way than Bernie. I'm not sure. Well, how was that then? Explain it, if you wouldn't mind. I mean, we, we have a Russian spy. Now we've got a Russian, a boyfriend of a Russian girl. How does that work? How does, how's it different for you? No, they're very, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, she's she's a very uh, strong woman. She's very firm with, where, you know, what she believes and what she yeah. thinks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, she's totally against Putin and, and that whole deal. I mean, her, her whole family hates him and, you know, they, they want him out. And uh, they have family in Moscow that uh, they can't leave the apartment. They can't say the word war. They can't. All the supermarkets are running out of food. And, you know, everybody's poor because the ruble's going just plummeting. So, uh, you know, it's a big issue for her. Yeah, but listen, uh, Justin, if, if he had been victorious, they'd be like, yeah, he's the man. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's go maybe get Poland. So. Maybe, let's, go maybe get so. the, let's go get Lithuania now. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe if it was easier for him, it wouldn't be such a, you know, such such a big deal for them. Right. But, uh, so, so you're saying that the, the Russian people are barbaric, but not your girlfriend and her or her family. No, she's barbaric, but, oh, she in, is but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. But in, in, a, in a good way. Well, give me an example of good barbarism. Well, I don't want to. Come on. I mean, you know, I don't want to. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do good, know what you Good listen, barbarianism. There was, a, uh, <laughs> there, there was a golden era for the Russians. They, you had Tolstoy, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, authors and uh, so gay dissidents. So, in other words, I, I don't want to sweep with a broad brush again to, to repeat that. But I cited this, I think, last week. Uh, there was no more army that was more barbaric and savage when, than the Russians when they came from uh, Russia and they swept across Eastern Europe to uh, Germany to defeat the Nazis. They raped and pillaged like no other army in history. They were brutal, even towards their own people as they came across. So uh, that's, what, that's, that's what I have in mind when I say barbaric. There are a lot of good Russians as well, just to be clear. I'm not, not the whole population. But in general, they have a tendency to be quite the wild bunch. There you have it, folks. Uh, Fred the Elephant Boy Shriver, who we love dearly, just posted uh, Sid Rosenberg after hearing you sing earlier. What was I singing? It was actually pretty good. I have to say myself, Lou. What song was that again? Do you remember? Oh, let me go back in the documents. and find All right. He I says, if acting it. doesn't work out, you can try being a lounge singer in a dive, which is something I've always wanted to do. I used to love that Bill Murray skit on SNL when he was a lounge singer. Thank you for that, uh, Elephant Boy. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Still to come, we're going to play Beat Bernie. Need that uh, contestant right now. Your chance at a $100 gift card, courtesy of Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. More phone calls and more news. This is the Monday edition of Bernie and Sid, and we'll be right back. The Bernie and Sid Show heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Download that app, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say happy birthday. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, this is uh, Bernard. Bernard is back from this chemotherapy, and uh, it's all good, ladies and gentlemen. I missed uh, the cr- the gang, the crew, all, all you guys. It's good to be back today. I want to say happy birthday to my wife, Carol, 
who, by the way, is my rock. She is my lifesaver. I love my wife, Carol. Happy birthday, beautiful Carol. By the way, also today, Einstein's birthday, in addition to being Pi Day, just, just uh, FYI, it's a very, very uh, cerebral type of day out there, a mathematical day, I would say. And uh, regarding uh, the whole uh, war in Af- not Afghanistan, excuse me, in the Ukraine, you had, uh, I don't know, this story was kind of amusing that the Russians, I don't know if you heard this, uh, the Russians, they were, th- you know, the, we had the International Space Station. There were two Russians and an American astronaut, two cosmonauts and an American astronaut. And they're due to come back in about two or three weeks. And there was a report that the Russians were threatening to, to not give the astronaut a ride back to right. Uh, Earth. Right. That's right. And uh, th- that is correct, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for they're that. They're going to leave the poor bastard there. They're going to Thank leave you there. for that. Yeah, they're going to leave him there. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Russians came out today and said, that's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, but, but the fact that we depend for them, uh, you know, for rides up and back is ridiculous anyway. We should be doing it ourselves. We have. We have Jeff Bezos. What's that? <laughs> we yeah, have we have. Bezos. That's right. This guy's on market. Right. And so uh, listen, Richard Branson and who's the thir- and uh, Billy Gates. There you go. <laughs> Billy Gates. Did you see that picture of him with the... I mean, he's wearing a polo shirt, and his nipples are... Oh, I didn't I mean, see it. Just disgusting. Uh, he's telling you how to live your life. Just shut up, bro. He actually up, tells you what to, how to live your life, what to eat, nutrition. I know. He's, he's vile. He makes he's you vile. sick, and he's a pervert on top of it all. Right. And, okay, so uh, the Joe Biden, uh, the, the imbecile in chief, the Saudis, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates is what that is, they wouldn't return his phone calls. He's been calling them. They won't call him back. Believe it or not, can you believe that? The commander-in-chief, the leader of the free world, they won't return his phone calls because they know that not only is he a joke, he's, he's, a, he's a weak puppet, but his administration is filled with the, you know these incompetent, woke misfits who everybody, the world is laughing at. But either way, none other than a very, very liberal uh, comedy host on Comedy Central, this guy Trevor Noah, who used to be an anti-Semite, he apologized and they gave him the job. Either way... He took note of this uh, situation where these people won't call him back. These, you know, OPEC, Saudi Arabia, they won't call Joe Biden back. This is Trevor Noah. Take a listen to what he said. Would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet. Or maybe he'd just, like, ban your country from everything. You don't know. That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as president wildcard. You know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'll be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here. We're here. Hello? Too late, Ahmed. You made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE and the UFC, just in case. How great was that? I mean, people are coming around. They know. They know. They know we're in trouble. They'll dig in and they'll, you know, Biden's doing a great job. He managed the Ukraine conflict, uh, you know, masterfully. They'll say it, but they know otherwise. It's just, uh, I'm sorry. They know that if Donald Trump was there, this wouldn't be happening. Speaking of which, uh, President Trump, he gave an interview. uh, He did a podcast. And uh, this guy, speaking of the UFC, Dana White is the guy who hooked him up with these five guys. Uh, I forget the name of the podcast. Full Send Podcast is what it is. It's five guys. One of them's a black guy. Either way, he sat down with them for like uh, three or four hours, and they got they got uh, what was it? Uh, five million hits 
5 million hits in 24 hours on this podcast. And YouTube banned, YouTube actually banned this podcast from appearing on their platform, which is amazing. And all because President Trump talked about he thinks the 2020 election was rigged, which is, is, is actually up for debate. I mean, we have a lot of questions about the 2020 election. Either way, it's his opinion. He should be able to give his opinion, right? And their rationale, so. their rationale is, oh, well, if you start putting that type of misinformation out there, you might have January 6th type riots out again, you know? Well, of course, uh, if, if you start talking about, uh, you know, a black man being shot by cops, you might have riots again. So what are you going to ban people from talking about black men being shot by cops? You're going to ban any of that type of conversation? Of course not. It's a double standard. It's a way to uh, continually uh, continue to persecute uh, the greatest one-term president this nation has ever known, <laughs> Our, my guy Donald Trump. But anyway, during that interview with this uh, Full Send podcast, a Full Send podcast is what it's called, he talked about his affinity for the song YMCA, which I thought was amusing. Listen to this. You know what gets them rocking? YMCA. YMCA, uh, the Gay National Anthem. Did you ever hear that? They call it the Gay National Anthem. But YMCA gets people up and it gets them moving. Gets them moving. And there you have it, the Gay National Anthem. I mean, uh, you know, would Joe Biden ever say the Gay National Anthem or talk, talk, you know, that casually about and not being worried about being politically incorrect or anything like that. Of course not. President Trump would, and he did. And the the, the fact that YouTube banned it, it's just, just another conversation, Disgusting. another disturbing. Uh, Terrible. Right, exactly. Terrible. And uh, listen, as, as far as people coming around, talked about uh, a, a week ago, we talked about the uh, what, what they're calling the Don't Say Gay Bill. Of course, it's called the Parental Rights Act, the Parental Rights Act in Florida, which Ron DeSantis is about to sign this week, and none other than Bill Maher. And, and of course, all it does is says that the teachers cannot talk to kids in kindergarten, K through third grade, K through third grade. You can't talk sex. No sex to the kids, okay? No pervert. No, no, none of you teachers whose backgrounds we don't know. What's in your mind, we don't know. We don't want you talking about sex to our little first grader. Teaching the three R's. And that's it. And shut up and then uh, let them go. Anyway, Bill Maher, uh, over the weekend, he said this. This is something DeSantis is about to sign. And I guess it's a reaction to Republicans who feel that there's too much talk in lower grades. I think it's only they're talking about kindergarten to third grade. So we're talking about very young kids. You know, as always with this stuff, you know, there's not like there's no kernel of truth in that maybe kids that young shouldn't be thinking about sex at all. I I don't think it's... Specific, I think don't say, it's not like, you're not allowed to literally not say gay. But they, they just don't want teachers talking about it. They think it's the province of parents. And he gets an applause from the liberal audience. And the fact that the it's been allowed to, uh, you know, fester across the nation that Florida has this bill, and it's called the Don't Say Bill. I mean, it's just a testament to how this propaganda, people believe it. It's actually called the Don't Say Gay Bill. And it has nothing. It doesn't even use the word gay whatsoever. Uh, again, parental rights, and it makes all the common sense in the world. I think teachers shouldn't be, even be able to talk to kids about sex until, if ever, until the eighth grade. Maybe not even ever. Just shut up. Just teach them. Teach them science. Teach them mathematics. Teach them literature. No sex. No sex whatsoever. Even Ron DeSantis, he put out an ad, believe it or not, 
And in the ad, he calls out one of the reporters for mischaracterizing the name of the bill. It starts out with people like Jen Psaki and other fake news people uh, saying it, calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Take a listen how it sounds. Ron DeSantis has taken a stand and said no. You can't acknowledge that gay exists at all. It is discriminatory, uh, a form of bullying. Or a so-called don't say gay bill. Don't say gay bill. Uh, don't say gay bill. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. Ron DeSantis, baby. If anything happens to Donald Trump 2024, we got somebody on deck waiting right there, warming up, actually. Uh, Ron DeSantis is great, and uh, he's going to sign that bill this week. And I can't wait for November of 2022. Bill uh, are waking up. You heard Kevin Durant earlier. A lot of people, we're experiencing an awakening here, folks, and things are going to change. Unfortunately, we have the imbecile-in-chief and his, uh, as I mentioned, his woke misfits for the next three years. But uh, either way. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. I like this tweet from Sooner1988. And uh, I am active again on Twitter, at Sid Rosenberg, at Sid Rosenberg. As well as my Instagram, at Rosenberg.Sydney. Instagram at Rosenberg.Sydney, Twitter at Sid Rosenberg. Sooner says, when is the Beat Sid March Madness Bracket Challenge coming? We should do that Thursday. Okay. Thursday starts the college basketball tournament. We All can right. uh, do well without, I know Skip out there is going to freak out one day without Woodrow Wilson, but maybe Thursday, no? All right, I'm writing it down right now. I did. Do you see me writing it down? I'm writing it down. You didn't, you didn't write nothing down. I didn't write anything down. Well, why don't you want to do it, though? I don't understand. Why not make the show, I don't mean, it'd be better. Some different, I'm, I'm, more fun, I'm, I'm, college basketball. Why are you going to get so, like, serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm obviously yeah. kidding. No, you're not. You didn't write anything down. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to remember it. It's an easy thing to remember. Okay. And then I'll write it down when All I right, need to fine. write it down. Why do you so much down, you It's been two weeks. I know. You think it's something else? Yes. I'm starting to get nervous. I'm being serious. Go to the doctor. I don't want to. You like that look? It looks good for you? No, but it's going to go I away. Mean, it like Chris Elliott in that movie. It'll go away. The, uh, okay, great. Here is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't changed much. No, I haven't, have I? <laughs> Pete in uh, West Palm Beach. Petey, what do you say, brother? Hey, I'm, I am praying for uh, our president's health after hearing those uh, those comments by our vice president. Jeez. I know. What a mess. I know. I know. They're both a mess. Where are you in West Palm Beach? What part exactly? Downtown. Oh, downtown um, by uh, Clematis. Yeah, I'm... I'm yeah, on Avernia, I'm overlooking uh, the uh, uh, Intercoastal, uh, looking Beautiful. at the Breakers right now. Uh, how do you beat that? I don't know how you beat it. I worked in uh, yeah. West Palm Beach yeah. for a couple of years. My wife, Danielle, worked there, too. All right, here we go. Here is uh, number one. You ready to go, Pete? Not if it's entertainment questions, but go ahead. It is what it is. Just play the game and show someone and be excited. I know, I know. Jesus. What is the Central Bank of the United States called? Uh, Federal Reserve? Yes. That's not entertainment. I can promise you that. But this one is. In June of 2009, Conan O'Brien became the fifth host of The Tonight Show after Jay Leno, Johnny Carson, Steve Allen, and who started it? Jack Parr? Yes. See, there you go. You got an entertainment question right. How about that, buddy? Uh, Yeah, I'm surprised. 
Well, that's because it was from 100 years ago. Uh, yeah, the, about Gunsmoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't ask you about Katy Perry from last night, American Idol, which yeah, I got to about gun, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke I know all about. Oh, Gunsmoke is one of the greats, sure. Uh, the last time a United States president served his entire term without a vice president was from 1881 to 1885, when who was the president of the United States? No VP. No, no. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying. What, what, what were those years? A- 1881 to 1885. Yeah. <laughs> that's good about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not Grant. Uh, I'll throw out Grant, but I don't think that's correct. Yeah. Wrong, you two-legged back of answering. No, I think he was, you mean Bob Grant? I think he was working here at the time. No, I know. Ahead, yeah. That would be Chester A. Arthur. Number four, what is the two-word oh, okay. term for the demographic surge in birth rates in the United States from 1946 to 1964? The uh, baby boomer. Yeah, very good. And in the early 1960s, what were the alphanumeric planes that helped the United States government find out about the Soviet missiles in Cuba? What were the planes? Uh, okay, re- re- repeat that, please. Sure. In the early 1960s, what were the alphanumeric planes that helped the United States government find out about the Soviet missiles in Cuba? Uh, you too. Very good. Do you like the group, you two? What's that? God, yeah, they're okay. Who's the lead singer? Uh, Bono. Oh, look at you, Boner. Very good. Hey, yeah, well, <laughs> rock and roll I know a little bit about. Oh, Pete, that's a good job, bro. You impressed me there. You got four yeah. right, and you got a couple of entertainment right, and the music one right, yeah. and you're much more well-rounded than uh, than Justin said. Anyway, let's get to uh, Bernard McGurk. Bernie, good morning. How are you, pal? Living a dream, Sydney. Living a dream. How you living? Like a turkey on Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying, right? I hear you. Number one, what is the central bank of the United States called? Federal Reserve. That's right, Bernie. In June of 2009, Conan O'Brien became the fifth host of The Tonight Show. This after Jay Leno, Johnny Carson, Steve Allen, and who started it all? Uh, It was uh, Jack Park. Yes. The last time the United States president served his entire term without a vice president was from 1881 to 1885, when who was the President of the United States? Wait, repeat the question, please. The last time a United States President served his entire term without a VP was from 1881 to 1885. Without a VP. That yes. Would, that, would be, uh, that would be because he took over for the guy who was assassinated, That's Garfield. Correct. That's right. And his name was Cleveland. That's exactly wrong. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax, you be Jesus. I'll give you a hint. Even though my middle name is Ferris, which my mother oh, called me a hundred times. Arthur. It was Chester Arthur. Ah, Chester. Chester. the Arthur. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, my so bad. The, but the, it so was because of uh, Garfield's assassination. Right. So he got that one wrong, too, and he got the rest right. So you're on, you're on par here to do the same exact thing like Jack Parr. What is the two-word term for the demographic surge in birth rates in the United States from 1946 to 1964? Sexy time. Hey, now. No, it was, uh, the, the, it was the, ba- the baby boomers. The baby boomers, right? Now you have a chance to, uh, to tie the game. In the early 1960s, Bernard, what were the alphanumeric planes that helped the United States government find out about the Soviet missiles in Cuba? Oh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of them was shot down. Gary Powers was shot down over Russia. It was uh, the U-2. The streets have no name. By the way, I do have to thank my brother-in-law, Albert Baker, 
who I lived with, him and my beautiful sister Ray Sherry in Mill Basin, Brooklyn, when I first got rehired in New York to work alongside Bernard, because he reminded me that the song I was singing earlier was Maneater by Hall & Oates. Anyway, 4-4 tied today. Bernie, say hello to Pete from West Palm Beach, Florida. Wow, Pete, living a, speaking of living a dream. How you doing, my brother? Hey, yeah, you know, we, we tied, and I also just went through uh, prostate uh, treatment. So, uh, oh, good. How, how are you feeling these days? Good. You know, I had the IMUS level where I, I was able to get it knocked out by uh, radiation. Good for you. Good, good. Chemotherapy. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, this is, is going to be the same result. But uh, listen, thanks. How are things down in West Palm Beach? Well, it's great. You know, you're talking about this uh, don't say gay bill. You know, there are a lot of misleading advertisements these days about that bill. Um, it's totally misleading. Oh, completely. Uh, they suggested it. Yeah, they suggested it applies to high school kids. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. It is. Uh, yeah, it really is. It's It's criminal is what it is. Uh, it's dishonest, it's corrupt, it's biased, all these things. Well, listen, man, you, you played a great game, and you're a great contestant, and congratulations. You. Uh, have you? Did you flee New York? Is that why you're in West Palm Beach? No, no, I've been here uh, since uh, I came here to go to uh, college out of high school, so I've been here 40-something years. All right, man, listen, go have a uh, cup of coffee, and uh, we'll speak to you uh, next time. Thanks for playing. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Actually, the uh, station, uh, I was on a station in West Palm Beach. My studios were in Palm Beach. I initially was in Pompano uh, by um, Sample Road, and that company, the very last station I worked for before I got the job with you, Bernard, moved from Pompano, Sample Road, to West Palm Beach, and Imus was on in West Palm Beach. Very, very small station, one of the very last markets he got on before he retired and you and I replaced him was in West Palm Beach. So for about the last six months, we just go to work every day, and I miss you guys would be on on a station in West Palm. So that guy probably listened every day. I doubt he was listening to me, so he probably listened to I miss down in West Palm Beach. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Great having Bernard back with another great show. We'll come back and wrap up this Monday edition of Bernie and Sid right after these short messages. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Yeah, I don't know if Bo's going to be on tomorrow because he uh, went to California yesterday to shoot the same movie I'm shooting, but he's in Los Angeles shooting four days this week, Gemini Lounge. He comes home Friday, and then I go and shoot four days next week, so... He, uh, his segment tomorrow will be 4.40 a.m. local time in L.A., so I don't know if Bo Deedle is going to come on. He said to me Saturday he may. We'll see. Folks, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day this Thursday, 77 WABC is giving away free limited edition 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pins. I got to tell you, I love these pins. The Women's Day one last week was the nicest one yet, i got to say. So to get yours, just go to wabcradio.com slash pin and celebrate St. Patrick's Day with 77 WABC. That's wabcradio.com slash pin for your free 77 WABC St. Patrick's Day pin. uh, Bernie and Peter King will be hosting the noon to 1 p.m. hour on Thursday. Did you know that, Bernie? Is he even there? He's not even here now, so 
I guess uh, we may or may not know. That's your answer right there. Bernie and Peter King, noon to one on Thursday, celebrating all things Irish. Because they're both Irish, so makes sense. And then uh, Bernie will host all week next week because I'm getting out of here. So that's the end of that. Uh, I don't even want a studio at this point. I've asked, I've asked ten times already. I've, I mean, come on, you're fed up. You guys, uh, I mean, you got to be out of your mind. You should be on the phone every second of every day looking for a damn studio. I, I'm not going to. I got to keep asking. What the hell do I have to do with it? I'll take the. I mean, I, it's not like I don't work hard enough anyway. I could use a couple of days off, but I, I know I'm going to get up at two o'clock in the morning to go to a studio in Los Angeles. You guys should be I mean, walking there to figure well, it out. Why you keep saying you guys? I, I have nothing well, to do with whoever getting it is. Whoever studio. it is. I mean, what are you doing? Listen, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I know. I know. Bernie wants. Trust me when I tell you, Bernie wants me. Just trust me. Okay. Well, maybe they're. Uh, you know, you still got a week, so maybe. No, 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 no. It's maybe over. they're setting no, no, something no, it's up. Too, it's, too it's over. That's it. You're saying it's over. That, I'm just over because now I'm making it. plans with my wife and family at six o'clock in the morning. Yes, I, I'm. Uh, two of the shoots that I'm doing next week are at night. The bar scenes. I may be out shooting till two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Then I can't make my way towards a radio station somewhere. So it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, but maybe you can, you, you can live without me. It's fine. Yeah, I, but maybe I, I, I like never take. I never take a day off. Maybe do like a day or two. No, maybe not. All right, be fine. Okay. Uh, Bernie will host a show with you guys. That'll be great. What? It'll be great. It'll be okay. Probably, gonna, you know, maybe great. it'll even be better than when you're even here. I'm uh, right. I totally agree with that. <laughs> Much better. Are you back here? I'm black, yo. I was. I was uh, asking if you even knew that you're hosting with Peter King on Thursday. Uh, yeah, I found that out uh, over the weekend, as a matter of fact. Yes, 12 to 1 on Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. How do you like that? I love that. Erin Gobra. Is that because you're both Irish? Uh, is Peter King is Jewish. <laughs> he's, yeah, Larry, let me tell you, he's Larry King's uh, let, nephew. Let me tell you something. Living in Nassau County, you know, basically his whole life, he, he's, he's Jewish, right? He's, I mean, you're, you're Jewish at that point. No? Uh, well... Is there a big Irish population in Nassau County? Are you kidding me? In Seaford, where he lives? I don't know. It's huge. Oh, is it, okay. See, I don't know that. Okay, there you have yeah, it. Yeah, no, there are different uh, parts of uh, Nassau County. Uh, the North Shore, Roslyn, places like that. Yeah. Well, in fact, where I live, Long Beach, Lido Beach, where it has a high percentage of, uh, you know, the chosen people. Where I'm moving, is that, uh, is there a lot of Jews there? Uh, I don't, I think it's more Irish. I think going. so, too. I think yeah. so, too, yeah. I believe so. Mike yeah. Sullivan lives over there. Not, not in my neighborhood, but close. Well, here's the gay national anthem, and I'm not sure why he's playing it now, but there are five guys in the studio, and the stat says if there are four guys in the studio, odds are one of them is gay. And the way Luke is dancing, he could be very gay. What? Hey, now. But there's anything wrong with it. Nope. I feel funny, Bernie. Well, it's great to have you back today, you handsome bastard. Look how cute you are on TV. Thank you, my brother. You look so cute. Look at that. It's like an, it's like an angel, that smile. Stop. So you look the, are you looking at yourself right now? Speaking of gay, take it easy. <laughs> Enjoy your Monday, big guy. That was great. We'll do it again tomorrow. I love you. Thank you. Love you more. You the more, you guys. Thank you, man. All right, Bernie. Bernie McGurk back today. And great, as always, Justin Ellick, Luke Legrano, Lou Ruffino. Uh, Deb Valentine, and, and we'll show it to Jacqueline Carl, too. Good morning, sweetheart. We are done for today. Back again tomorrow morning on a Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Enjoy your sunny day in New York City. Spring, folks, is right around the corner. Till tomorrow, from all of us to all of you. Peace. Peace.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 